It's a radio. Uh, that's right. Yeah, it's time. It's really. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah. Cause things going on. Whoa. Look at Fucking that. We can tremendous. roll that down. Hey, tell. Hey, everybody. Hey, shut up. Everybody, shut up. That's right. Yeah. Kitten John's Filmed out there. We go. in front of a live studio audience. See what you do? What you do? This took me a minute to figure out. But what you do is you you take a sample of audience like that, right? Mm-hmm. But what happens when it just abruptly stops? It's really awkward. You know, you get this. Yeah, what do you do with that? It's creepy. Yeah, yeah. So and you take from the end of when their audience is like dying off and you make that a different clip that interrupts the first. Oh, okay. And you, do, you don't really have to crossfade it. It's like a f- practically static. It's really spread, spread spectrum. So like the people, you don't hear the cut basically is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go from the, the people, the audience rolling in to them rolling out, when you switch to that rollout clip, it's, it's pretty... So it's like uh, the one dude in the audience who was like asleep the whole applause and then he was like, wait. Like yeah. After everyone stops, he's like, wait. You can have just him. It's like you this. Guys, you guys stopped too soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. All right. You get, you get that fellow if you want. Just he, like, like keeps trying, he keeps trying to like bring it back. He's like, no, we got all standing ovation. I know you guys have been clapping for five minutes. Standing ovation. Oh, no. We got to do it. Have you ever seen that? Like the one standing ovation guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a thing. I actually took this... Uh, <laughs> was it about game theory i took this like online class about game theory and the dude there was actually a one of those it was specifically about like how many people in the audience need to stand up to trigger a standing ovation for the rest of the audience or like a large majority yeah it was really interesting i can't remember the exact number but uh you know just thought i'd mention it it's got to be like one of those ratio ratio yeah it's like a percentage of the audience yeah and it depends on the type of audience too, which is really trippy and like where uh, it happens if like at a more affluent area of town or like distance a, from a beach a theater or something, you know, if it's yeah. like an opera theater, it's probably pretty much like guaranteed standing ovation. So, all right. Um, all right. So, anyway. Yeah. Enough of that. Time to put the kickers on. Now it's real. Now the kickers are on. That's the place to get your headphones. You guys kicker, kicker them up. Cause yeah. honestly, the, the headphones we had here before were just, fly-by-night charlatans compared to this kicker situation. Kicker's been making audio stuff for a long time, but now they're hitting the personal audio market seriously with these. Not that these are like a brand new thing either. This is a, like, this product's been around a minute, but it's new to me when they popped up as like, hey, we'll hook you guys up with some headphones, like the station with some headphones. It was uh, freaking such an honor that like... uh, I don't know what I'm... I'm really scattered that up. But the thing is, they don't sound like car bass. Like, a kicker, I know them from bassy cars. Yeah, yeah. Like, hella car subs. And these headphones are, like, a really legit quality headphone with, like, small panel gaps. And they've put up with a bunch of abuse at this station for almost a year now. They're like, if you could listen to music through clouds. Yeah. There's a cloud situation going on. I like them, too. All right. Should we start with our... We should start with... Guess guess where this happened. Guess where this happened. Feel free to play along at home yeah. in the comments. You can guess also. Or don't. No one cares. We encourage public, uh, like communal, communal guesswork. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. It's the foundation of our news. A woman 
That's it. <laughs> no, I'm just, all right. What? How? Where? <laughs> yeah, where? Exactly. That's whatever inquiring minds want to know. Woman pled guilty to killing her boyfriend by... <laughs> Guys, fill in the blank. Get ready. Stabbing him. Oh. Hitting him with a table leg. <laughs> and then crushing him under the weight of her body. Whoa, I didn't realize there was a stabbing, too. I just got hung up on the weight crushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, maybe that was done for good measure. She the was crushinator. like, she like stabbed him first, and then he was like, oh, you stabbed me. And it's like one of those movies where he's like, I'm still alive. Wait. Oh, yeah. And then she like beat him with a table leg a couple times. And she's like, and he's like, ow, you're beating me with a table leg, and you stabbed me. <laughs> he's so specific about what's happening to him. Yeah, right. It's helpful. He's like, he's just a natural narrator, you know? <laughs> he was going for that Morgan Freeman pocket. Didn't quite make it, because Morgan Freeman is still alive, I think. No. But anyway, uh, and then she just, I guess, yeah, just crushed him. Um, but she's facing a sentence of 18 to 36 years after pleading guilty to third-degree murder. Ah. So. I, I can't believe I glossed over that table leg element. Yeah. I have to come back to that, because... Uh, I rarely have a loose table leg lying around. Right. Nor do I consider myself able to remove the leg from a table, usually. At least, like, on the rush, you know? Sometimes there's this bolt up in there. One of those, like, a butterfly nut, you guys. Holler, oh, holler in the comments. You ain't getting that table leg off. Yeah, you gotta get a wrench, that butterfly nut. Holler, holler if you know what I'm talking about, that butterfly nut. Anyway, so, yeah, and then you get that. Sometimes it's, it's an old table. It's one of those nuts that's square. Like, whoa, it's a square nut. You're this like, where, where's the, the tool to take this off? I don't, yeah, what do you do with this? Yeah. I need a hex screwdriver? What the? F- who has a hex? <laughs> who just has a hex lying around? People, Swedish people? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we should so, be a Swedish podcast. I really think we should just, get, we should just be Swedish. We should just move to Sweden? I don't think you even need to. It's Sweden. We can just be Swedish everywhere. Do we have to learn how to speak Swedish? Not at all. We just have to. You know, just have to be cold. It was really funny. Like, there's rake, this uh, rake our forests. You just have to rake those. <laughs> yeah, forests. yeah, yeah. There was this cool <laughs> movie called uh, "The Sound of Noise," and Is it's it a, Swedish. Yeah, yeah, and it's about these uh, drummers. A little, little aside here. It's about these like drummers who do this like project where they just go in like public areas and make these crazy like found noise performances. Like they go. They, uh, there's this, like, rich politician who's, like, in the hospital getting surgery, and they, like, sneak into the hospital and perform this piece, like, while he's under, while he's, uh, anesthetized, and they use all the equipment around, but the whole movie's dope, but what's really weird is that, like, in, in America, like, hi is informal and hello is ver- formal, right? In Swedish, like, their hello is just hi. That's like the full one. That's the formal. That's like, oh, hi. And it's like, <laughs> they don't waste, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, anyway, that doesn't have anything to do with this. Where did this happen? No, this is a demonstration of how cool Sweden is. So yeah, it has yeah, everything totally. to do with this. Oh, yeah. So, but what we're talking about were this, the squishing, the, the crushinator. Yeah, the crushing. Where did the crushing happen? Uh, it's not where you think. It's funny because I know, I knew, but then I mixed up with other stories. So it's like I'm guessing fresh for the yeah, first time are. again. I want to say New York. Close. Pretty close. Okay, I'm messing it up with that the biker chick that, like, uh, forced oral sex on her boyfriend. It was, like, on the news, but, like, 
super violently where she got like assault charges for it. Oh, damn. Yeah. And she looked really horrifying. <laughs> like, like she would do that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Nope. This happened in Erie, Pennsylvania. Ah. Yeah. That's like, that almost makes it charming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> small town crushing. <laughs> small town crushing. Small town crushing throws small uh, town into panic. What is Erie still small? What if they got like bigger through like industrial recognition? Or they like, might. I actually don't. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah. It's that industrial, industrial recognition, you know? That makes the town big, right? Industrial crushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone likes to say the name of their town, so they've got to be bigger now, right? Anyway, that's yeah. my logic. Join me. Yeah, join us in logic. Rational logic. Hey, was that uh, an Ange News pick? Let's do the that Ange was. News section. Oh, you want to? Oh. Yeah. We got to do Ange News first? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you guys, I'm giving special favor because... Uh, like the secret thing that people don't know unless they actually just look on Facebook or whatever, but it still surprises people somehow. Uh, All right. Because of the, the catch catch level. But Ange Kerfoot is actually my wife. She bought me this cool shirt. And part of the goal of the shirt is to have me dote over her obnoxiously. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think this is, yeah, this is one of hers. Okay. I think so. I don't know. I can't yeah. tell. People, uh, some people want to get like, oh anti-mush and i'll give i'll give people crap if they're being all mushy but uh hey when something's quality then we and we've got a quality correspondent and Ange kerfoot busting out news article events so we've got like a clump of these Ange news ones that i think deserve their own stinger and it goes like this yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i agree i concur <laughs> so i picked that one at random and now it's forever tied to that <laughs> yeah oh well so all right, this one this one seems like an Andrew one. So this uh, this could be another guess where the fuck it happened because who would even do this? Perfect. I was hoping it would hook, the, yeah. hook together like that. So an elementary school principal <laughs> decided to ban candy canes at school. Yeah. Be- because I thought okay, elementary school maybe kids are choking. I mean, it's got kind of that gravity hook. I thought it was for not choking. See. That's one way, or because you know when you you can you can suck on a candy cane such that the point gets really sharp. You could probably shank someone with a candy cane. Ah. I bet someone's done that, for at sure. At least in prison, but probably outside of prison multiple times. Um, Not to give anyone any ideas. Yeah, I mean, who's going to do that? I mean, you know, <laughs> just Google how to kill someone with a candy cane. There's, pro- oh, there's probably better ways to like sharpen it too, like a Bowie knife. <laughs> yeah. Is that the thing, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Bowie, totally. David Bowie knife? Yeah, David, yeah. Okay. He Croc- was... Crocodile David Bowie Dundee <laughs> used that to, you know. The title of this podcast is Crocodile David Bowie Dundee. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but that was the reasoning, yeah. right? It was because the candy cane resembles the letter J, and we all know... What starts with J? Only one thing. It oh, could only yeah. mean one thing. Yeah, it's the weirdest letter in the alphabet. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. And he didn't want students to offend other students who don't celebrate Christmas. Because I know whenever I got a candy cane as a kid, I immediately turned it upside down and started going on and on about Jesus to right? my friends. Yeah. Just annoying the crap out of them. I mean, but... Oppressively, even. Yeah, I was yeah, totally yeah. oppressing their rights with my here's, Jesus talk. Here's what I think is really going on, right? <laughs> All right, so J also stands for Jew, 
right? Dun, dun. So he's actually trying to prevent the uh, the Jewish takeover by George Soros <laughs> invading our elementary schools. <laughs> he's saving the kids. He is. Yeah, from George Soros. <laughs> he's we, a philanthropist and supports democracy around the globe. That's but he's right. He's also a globalist and probably Satan. But of course we'd say that because we're shells for George Soros. Too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am enjoying the paycheck. I got to say that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I would say that it's, it clearly appears to be too small of a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They could print it on, on larger paper. It's, I not, agree. it's not helping us impress anyone. <laughs> it is we're, not. Not, we're not doing, uh, this is, if this is flaunting our George Soros money, yeah, we're we're doing it really <laughs> shitty. Yeah. yeah, we don't have a we don't have a lot of a lot of floss to be flaunting. It looks like right. Yeah, we're we're low in the. Uh, oh man, there's one more word that I just got to get out. It's the, fle- not not fleek. Fleek is old. Yeah, yeah. Fleek's out. It's you know never mind. That was earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I mean it probably started. Swag like- swag lasted a long time. Yeah. Swag still counts as a thing that we don't have. Them trying to point out. Yeah, but we should have because that's what it stands for, actually. It's an Stuff we all get. Yep. So we should all have it. Yeah. Dang, but we Soros, don't. hook it up. That's this problem with False this. False advertising. Yeah, we're, fucking George Soros. Yeah, where's that Soros money going? Soros swag. <laughs> all right, so another... And I'm but just anyway, like yeah, taking yeah, so, over the... If you see if any of these segue to another thing we have, too, it's cool, yeah. too. But anyway, so this... The whole Christmas fucking thing is, like, killing me anymore man and it has for years like i just i've been totally disillusioned with christmas for so long because there's always like like fox news always starts up their war on christmas thing because people don't want to say merry christmas they want to say happy holidays because surprise not everyone fucking celebrates christmas fox has an issue with that Is oh this weird dude to, i didn't know anyone took a stand yo, against bill that. o'reilly it's it's a yearly thing that when bill o'reilly was still on fox it was like always the war on christmas man I felt like that was happening at In-N-Out this week because I went to In-N-Out and I, I, they gave me a Christmas card and the language was very specific. The guy was like, you know, and they're all friendly and they're young there and they're just like have fun saying the In-N-Out things. They're like, hey, can I, uh, here's also, here's your receipt and here's this Christmas card for us because we just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. And they hands to me and it's like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. And it all, like, I'm like, is this feeling like... I don't know. Something feels a little heavy-handed here. Yeah, like, I, this is the thing, like, the thing I never understood about the warrant. Well, be, besides that it's totally, like, a made-up thing, is that, like, the majority of Americans celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right? We're, like, yeah, it's the, it's extremely a, a, marketed. underprivileged minority or something. Yeah, like, oh, you can't say, like, Merry Christmas <laughs> to everyone. Like, oh, you have to say Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. You're so fucking oppressed. Jesus Christ. Not only that, but it's only really enforced on like a public figure. If you're just a normal dude wishing everybody Merry Christmas, no one's going to be like, ah. Yeah. No one's going to like shush you. Yeah, right. Like there's no, we've said this before, there's no war on people saying Merry Christmas to each other. It's just awkward for like a public official or someone in the media or someone doing something that's to the public to use that greeting because it's alienating when you put it in the context of the world because yeah, it's not exactly. even it's not even in the top it's like the third at best most popular religion in the world yeah yeah like um maybe uh, i last i checked 
um, Islam was number one, yep. followed by one of the Buddhisms. But I, don't know. I, I, I think it's between third and fifth most yeah, common yeah, religion. Yeah. So just because it's the majority in this country, uh, it doesn't mean that our media should reflect that because our media shouldn't reflect any <laughs> bias like that. And really, like and a really tradition. Like, We're founded on that as a country. Yeah, and like so, this is this is my thing too. Like right, like the Christmas season, besides being about consumerism. Should be about like spreading goodwill towards men, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the whole shtick, or one of them at least. And like saying happy holidays does that. It's like more inclusive. It totally, it's not is. exclusive. Which is more capitalist too, to be more yeah, inclusive. Yeah, you get more people. Yeah, like include. You want everyone to buy your shit, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway, but for In and Out, I can see it being part of corporate culture. Yeah, yeah and I'm yeah. like, okay, there's no hate in that. It's not like their corporate culture is like don't hire gays, but. The, if the corporate culture is like really Christian, I don't, know, I don't have a problem with that. It's charming. That's why I, I'll eat at some Hindu place. It's like all, all multi-armed stuff. I'm down with that. I like their corporate culture. Yeah, Shiva, yeah. Yeah, it's Shiva me down. Creator and the destroyer. Great. With eight <laughs> arms. Who doesn't want a chick with eight arms? And that's the theme of many restaurants that I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want a chick with eight arms? <laughs> Totally. I'm just saying. It's like a four pack. Right? You know what I'm saying? That's like the best part of a lady is the is the arms. Yeah, I mean, especially that, if there's multiple of them. Yeah. Arming around. Yeah. That's the one you're talking about, these like looking at parts. That's a getting work done part. The arms get like get chores done and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and why we still don't have any female viewers, li- <laughs> listeners slash viewers. No, whatever. we have an amazing female news correspondent. That yeah. doesn't like count as a listener. One. No, she isn't yeah. working. This is like not work appropriate enough. No, not at all. On. <laughs> yeah. So everyone, uh, you know, candy canes are offensive to everyone. Yeah. So because they throw Jesus in your face. Yeah. They just they're totally not, abrasively they're not Jesus you out. Little treats that you could also use as weapons. <laughs> to defeat the evil Krampus as he sneaks in your house to steal your soul. I actually kind of want to like push Krampus, man. I like right? I like the idea. Like he's actually kidnapping shit little kids and just uh, you know throwing them in his little uh, in his little toy making prison. There's another element about this Krampus thing that's great, and that's that if we're looking at this uh, like holistically and what holidays really mean to society and culture. Uh, Halloween's growing. Halloween's getting more popular. Halloween's blowing up. And Christmas is on the decline. People are worried about it dying. People are worried about wars against it. There's no war on Halloween. But the thing is, Halloween has never professed to be anything not commercial. Yeah. Halloween is fully aware of its own um, satire. We know we're not worshiping devils or uh, really dead people walking around or whatever. It's just a bunch of pretend. And we know we'd spend money on it. And we love it. And there's no qualms about that. And I think the pretending it's about peace and getting along instead of just everybody getting drunk and getting along is, is what's clouding up the Christmas. Yeah, right. More nog. Turn up the nog. Yeah, dude. Nog it up. Krampus it up. Turn. We need more demons. Christmas needs more demons. It does. It would make it more interesting. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? And we'd take it less seriously because yeah. we'd, all, we'd all get along against the demons. Right. Yeah. We got all join it. We have something to fight. And then some people get to pretend to be demons. Because then we, we can get pretend to, like, to hate fight them. For something. Totally. You know? And you can have people that have a streak of wanting to be antagonistic and contrarian that. But it's uh, fun. And that can just play demons and, and be evil for, for fun, like Halloween. I think it gets something out. I think you get to, like, 
uh, like play bad, bad. play yeah. bad guys. That's gone. You know, what's weird about Halloween though, in in recent years, is that it's really drifted away from like just normal trick or treating. <laughs> yeah, and like just it's weird, like barely done. Yeah, and like weird, just fear that people are always looking to kidnap kids or something, or like eat children, or put uh, razor blades or, or give kids drugs for free. Never gonna happen. Uh, and now it's all like this trunk or treat things. Which I, I know drugs cool. are expensive. Who's these yeah. people giving drugs away to kids? How are they getting that money? Yeah, I'm they going trick or treating in your neighborhood next yeah, year. Yeah, where you shit. get those cheap drugs? Holy Dressing shit! Dressing up as a little kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it's gonna go down. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It just trips me out. Like the uh, the mass hysteria. It's not even like hysteria, but it's just like the shift from when we were kids. It was like, yeah, all right, have fun. Like come back with your pillowcase or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> totally. then you co- and then you come back some years and you're like the the high school kids took my my pillowcase full of candy you know that was the thing yeah. but now it's like now it's now i was it's like good. why you got what hey i come home and I'm like why you got all these multiple pillowcases of candy <laughs> <laughs> right oh no it's not candy it's drugs yeah yeah people were just handing them out willy-nilly if you've ever owed someone money for drugs you would not be thinking that people can afford to just give drugs away to kids <laughs> silly notion yeah silly notion. we've got unique perspectives for you here yeah yeah totally all right anyway all right i guess we should dive into this it's inevitable yeah it, it is i'm acting as if i know what you're gonna dive into yeah you do <laughs> we're on that psychic tip you know what i mean so uh richland Oh, yeah. Where did that happen? The last story. Where did that happen? Oh, that's right. We fucking biffed it on our own game. Yeah. That one, I want to say Arizona. No, no, it can't be. No, I didn't. That was my final answer. I didn't, I didn't put the piece down. You didn't. I didn't let go of the piece. Yeah. You didn't finish the sentence. Uh, you know, I'm going to say New Jersey. I mean, kind of close because it starts with an N, but it was Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Old, this, old guy, this guy knows. <laughs> All right, so this is this is pretty funny. Wait, what um, was the thing that happened in Nebraska? The candy cane thing. Okay, you guys, yeah. take your Nebraska yeah. candy canes and get out of Nebraska. Then we ranted and tangented on. As if that's the only minutes. rant occurring in my yeah. mind simultaneously. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. So we're not going to guess where this is from because no one really cares anyway. But uh, so the Richland, Washington Police Department posted on facebook some like post because uh, washington is like on social media even the right. whole police department's like yo hey what's up relatives we got these yeah videos. yeah so <laughs> they, they put a post out on facebook wanted wednesday clever make it charming make, yeah. a, make a day out of it hey you know? don't just give me random wanted notices that's not why i'm your friend on facebook yeah there's there's tons charm. of them there's wanted like wednesday. they're like titty tuesday <laughs> No Fap Friday, Catterday. There's all. There's uh, tons of them. It depends what like what. what threw your car in a ditch Thursday. Yeah, we whatever. Threw their inter- car in a ditch. This whatever week. internet circles you run in. There's tons of them. But they posted Wanted Wednesday, Anthony Acres. Parentheses thirty eight because that's important. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> even their social media they have to use the right? the little things of like their age and parentheses or it's not yeah, official yeah. document. It's wanted by the Department of Corrections for failure to comply. And then the dude responds, 
Yeah. Calm down. Messages back. I'm going to turn myself in. Yeah, like they're buddies. <laughs> like, all right, all right, Jeff, you took this too far. You don't have to post this. Oh, that's funny. It's charming because the police department looks like it's just some dude on Facebook that, like, made a thing. It's like the actual yeah, police department. But, it, but it's funny because they responded because this was in a post. It wasn't, like, a personal message or anything. And they responded, thank you. Uh, we'll be open for here uh, and should be here in the next 48 hours, whatever. That's my gesture. Of, I'm wafting you in. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone asks, has he turned himself in? And they say, uh, the, the police department responds, he has not. And dude said, Anthony Akers is a man's word is all he got sometimes. And it seems like you don't keep your word. The, the police department said that? No, just some dude. <laughs> but, uh. Take that, talking to the cops like that. Sassy. Yeah, I don't know. It's just hilarious. Like, calm down. I'll turn myself in. When yeah, I feel yeah. Like, yeah. like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna turn myself in as he's like walking out the door. Yeah. But, Meanwhile, you know there was some cop at the station was like Trace's IP, Trace's IP address, and they're like, dude, like, it doesn't work do like that. that. It's like cable internet. It's like half his town has that IP address. Don't even like. No, that's what they do on TV. They trace the IP. They're like super hack. No. Enhance. Hacker man. So anyway. What's up, Chris? How's it going, guys? Now is the time when we learn which microphone you're on. Okay, it's this is, one. Is it this one or is it this one? Well, you're lucky because I turned that second one up just in time Why not for both? them to hear that second is this one. Otherwise, we'd really look unprofessional. <laughs> 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 now, we, we might have Yoshi in from uh, last episode. He might pop in. So that's why the other mic's there also. But might, sometimes but. you seem like you need a second mic, so it was like that option. Oh, I just too. mean like, you know, got you know, it's gotta get the double the voice volume in this room, you know. For sure. You, you get that proximity effect for the intimacy, and then you got this one over here for the ambiance. Because that's mm -hmm. a that's a thing, right? The ambiance, get that yeah, turn yeah. that ambiance knob up. Ambiance mic. Yeah, yeah I gotta make sure, make sure that I every time I talk, not only that, but you can also hear me breathe. Yeah, we totally. You know? <laughs> that's so great. I accidentally had this blasting once, and uh, it just compressed instead of clipping yeah. on the feed that went out to Facebook. But because of the compression, you could hear like all of my. This <sighs> is like so off-putting. I have headphones on right now too, and it's just I create myself out so hard. Hey, you've got a couple. I left those plugged in because I only need two lines for the feed. If you want to headphone yourself, cool. If you want to be phony, yeah, phony on your it. head. Wow, now I can really hear you. Yeah, <laughs> now you can great. hear me when so I go. <sighs> <sighs> Yep. Okay. What's so anyway, <laughs> we're learning. We got we got learning and growing to do. We've got a bunch of things that uh, Ange turned in. Crack correspondent news time. That are there's like a string between them of spook sneakfulness, right? Come on, kind of. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You might have to. Delve into this one. I, I mean, I think it's interesting. The uh, it's delving time. Yeah, it's delving time. The uh, group singing "Kiss the Girl" from a Little Mermaid, the acapella group, and it sprouted some controversy because apparently it uh, makes the dude seem like a wuss if he isn't just gonna like jam his tongue down her throat. Yeah, that particular song. Because at first I'm like, okay, Little Mermaid doesn't seem very controversial because uh, she wants the dude. And you know that the whole way, unlike Beauty and the Beast, which is like the story of Stockholm Syndrome, where she's like a captor and falls in love with the person that's got her as a prisoner. Right. Uh, but then, like, in that song, in that context, it's kind of like, 
implies that guys should be always making this first move. And certain guys get the wrong idea with that and are like way hella too forward. And I don't know, man. Mothers teach your sons. And you know, hey, and Chris- wait till there's fish dancing around you singing. Then it's totally cool. You can see it in her eyes. There's fish dancing. Right. She, she would tell the fish to shut up if she didn't, wasn't down with that song. That's what I'm seeing. Is like people need to look at the context of the movie. <laughs> and right. I mean, it's also with uh, H H C or you know Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, yeah she right. couldn't talk. Yeah, there's sea life dancing around. It's not like there isn't clues. Yeah, like every relationship is not going to start with a woman commanding when the kissing happens. There's going to be a few choice people in, in life. That their first makeout session doesn't have a discussion and a handshake before it. I, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen that happen before, but maybe a few people might do that in their lives. Fucking maybe sneak a little whisper on the ear, and then you work down from the ear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did did uh, the Little Mermaid actually uh, find true love underneath the sea using like Seems Bumble like or it. something? Right. They, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, they fell in love. He read the clues right. I know mothers got to teach their sons to be looking out for these clues and not just be thinking they can just toss a chick in a canoe and go at her. It's not just, it's not just the canoe. It wasn't like the original, like the very original Little Mermaid story, like pretty fucked up. Like, didn't she die? The original Mermaid story is actually extremely dark. And yeah, then yeah, Disney right? came around <laughs> and then like kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah. But essentially, the Little Mermaid is actually uh, a more dark version understanding of ascending transformation and like knowledge i mean going from like this aquatic babe to actually you know be capable of ascending out of water and possibly being in a relationship with a man yeah yeah. interestingly enough so there's more about her like land intellect growth right book that's right like fish out of water kind of deal and um it, you know, in, in it's funny that we're bringing this up because I was actually talking to someone about this in Denmark. You know, they're you know the land of the fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, you know. I actually went to H, uh, Christian Anderson's house, and if you go in there and you check it out, you will actually see how dark and morbid he actually was. Yeah, and so I mean, it's almost like he was the Edgar Allan Poe. Of Northern Europe at the time, and it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, it, and it's just even more interesting because there was actually a lot of um, like pagan dark magic ascending knowledge when it came to understanding the Little Mermaid and her story. But if you actually read the book, <laughs> it doesn't go out so well for everybody in the end. So, um, yeah, it's all my my two cents on that. But, yeah, uh, and a lot of like fairy tales were like that. That are a bit like were, are popularized today, and they're all like happy endings. But like the original versions were all like pretty, pretty dark. Like Velveteen Rabbit. That's another one. Oh, that book's so sad. Yeah, that's actually, one, yeah. I was just over at the Velveteen Rabbit, the bar <laughs> on Main Street the other day, just thinking about dead thinking kids. Thinking about dead kids. <laughs> Damn. And also thinking about you know maybe burning your beloved toys. Your burning childhood. your. I love doing that. <laughs> I actually loved blowing up my toys with fireworks. Did you have you hoarded some to this point? You're like, it's time they've ripened. Yeah, they've no. It's like it's like I lock them in a jail cell and I'm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that level. T- today's your day. But, I mean, you're so 
saying this in present tense. Like, this sounds like something I did in the past. You're like, no, recently I pulled out this shoebox. I was like, it's your time. And they're making a Toy Story 3. Or four. four. I was going to say four. four. Yeah. They Don't made be... the three. They made a four now. Yeah. We can't. Three's, three's currently the best one, you know. Three's the one that How's... made me cry. Only fucking, man, dude, if you didn't cry in Toy Story 3, you didn't see it in the theater. Oh, man. Because then it's in your face, and they're like potato cuddling for their lives going into this furnace and oh, shit. God. Like, oh, it's Spoiler the last time. alert. Oh, yeah. Ten no, years shit, later. You know. <laughs> You blew it if you didn't cry to Toy Story 3 yet. Yeah. You're dead inside now. Toy right. Story 1 was like the original, like, oh, happy ending. Toy Story 2 is almost like, okay, like, we got some extra characters. Can we do it as a romantic comedy? Can we do it as a romantic comedy? Yeah. <laughs> Toy Story 3 was like was like 10 years in the making. Yeah, it was so epic. You know, yeah. It was and like so, Toy Story 1 revisited. So what about this Toy Story 4 movie that's about to come up? Speaking about toys, is there going to be... I want to see another scene where you know some evil kid wants to like blow up their... Their toys. <laughs> I just want to see Tim Allen working. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Damn. That's that's. What great. has he been up to? I don't know, but Not I don't really. want it. He had a just sh- miss him. Yeah. He had like a show, a, a new show for a while, but he was pretty uh, like anti Obama or, or just like uh. anti Democrat, and was really like vocal about it, and then they just canned him. He just like went silent. I don't care if we're yeah. just gonna talk about tools and shit. Yeah, yo, it's old. Grunting and old cars. I'm uh, down. Uh, Fuck uh, it. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, tools and cocaine. That's all I'm in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I actually, uh, I kind of missed that show. Almost. Imagine if they brought it back. I don't know how much it'd hold up because I loved it as a kid. Like, right. yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, because my dad used to watch it all the time. I had. Yeah. A, I just I had loved a, sitcoms in general growing yeah. up. And that his his neighbor is like, howdy neighbor, you never saw his face. <laughs> yeah. That guy would have been so famous. But when I eventually saw his face, I've never been able to forget it. I can picture it to this day. I can't. And they eventually revealed his it's face. Just a blank. Like is I still it? see the fence. I can, yeah. I can, they should they should have like blurred it like in the in the final right. Episode. Well, they did that a few times where they like because because they did it like the live studio. Yeah. And he would come out with little like fence. He would hold a fence. on a stick in front of his that face. Would go around his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. they'd come out in front of the audience, it and was stuff. a mystery. That was a clever, clever little. It was like the Stig. Gag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Were you guys excited when we finally found out who the Stig is? That's from Top Gear, a British car the show. That's no, really I popular. never really got into Top Gear. But... That was a huge Top Gear. Hey, Chris, do you want some wine? Yes, it comes it's, in a box. It's experimental wine. Oh my god, is it in a box? Yeah, only <laughs> box wine is the best wine. When you pay, like, it's like the price of one or two bottles for like six bottles i can't buy wine any other way man. So, shoot i mean I the man makes a good point right? should i should i slap the box like a like a nice uh like you know boob or something or is that something other people do yeah it's called slapping the bag bro that's really a thing yeah, i just thought that was like me and some weird friends no. from forever ago no we go hiking and slap the bag on the way up yeah. You know? yeah and like there's another no better way to hydrate on a good hike within you know i'm so, so. stoked that there's like <laughs> other people that did this that this is like more of a like a broader american cultural phenomenon than i thought yeah people would come up to me like i would be so sad if like 
or feel extremely horrible if there was like some super dehydrated person on the trail that really needed water. It's like, <laughs> like I like, have, have a diuretic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I have is a bunch of diuretic. You want to pee more? Uh, yeah, the Romans used to do it. It'll work for you. Yeah. yeah, you don't need water. No, wine hikes are a legend. Yeah, wine hikes are amazing. I'm gonna go ahead and open the top then. So well, what's weird about this one is it's not the classic. It's not Franzia. The Lees I went to, someone just like dominated the Franzia. I they was just, about to say, this is not Franzia. This no. looks like the knockoff brand of Franzia, so I'm a bit worried. I was too, but it turns out this... Also, what worried me is it's called Delicious Blush. It's like, who are you trying to convince <laughs> here with that marketing? You're really right. trying to remind me, hey, this Dangerous. is the delicious yeah. one. Dangerous but move. I think it's appropriate because I think that there's a lot of types of wine that people really like. That I don't understand why they like that gross shit. I like my wine to come as close as possible to Capri Sun. That's my holy grail. The more I'm thinking about Pacific Cooler, the better wine it is. Respect in, the pouch. Yeah. Respect it. This is this is a big pouch, and it's very juicy. <laughs> That's my pouch and right there. Because there's someone else I've discovered in the world that remembers slapping the bag. Because that, that was, man, I remember my 20s. We'd be slapping the bag. You gotta slap that Here you bag. Go. Yeah. Have, have the raw bag. I think I, I just like, this is actually bringing me back to like 2006. Um, what's what's funny was. though is, as an adult, I'm putting it back in the box later <laughs> to carry out <laughs> dignified. <laughs> but right now... Yeah, for some reason that releases the tannins, supposedly. Yeah. We had to ritualistically slap it before each time. This is actually more of a, I used to think of it more as like an IV, emergency IV, <laughs> you know? Right. So. You can I'm tell I just low, got boys. that today, too. I'm That's a big low. bag. Yeah. That really is Caprice. <laughs> I oh. was going to play like Capri some. Sun. Right? Didn't I pick a tasty? <laughs> That's okay. that. Uh, let me get it it's out. a juicy it. wine. If it's go. like, if it's like, <laughs> slap that. Right? You didn't slap. <laughs> you didn't slap. <laughs> slap it. All right, yeah. man. This is the thing. If you're tuning in now, and uh, you're not having a really fun time, ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, let me do that. Then, more time. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, Capri Sun Town. You're not among us. Well, this is this is really this is the real fun time zone. Yeah. So. I feel bad for you if you're tuning in and you're not having a real fun time. I hope for this moment you can find like a, a ray of hope and sunshine at the end of your tunnel and see that, hey, fun times can be had by just being a little dumber. Maybe you just <laughs> don't think so hard about everything. <laughs> and look, I mean, we're, we're considered relatively smart people in our circles, but right now we're not demonstrating that whatsoever. We're trying to talk intelligently about news items that we thought we were intelligent when we found them. We don't have to. We're also slapping a bag of wine (laughs) because stupid people get more done. Stay classy, Vegas. Stay classy. You know, it's like what always trips me out about wine is they've done a lot of studies like blind taste tests. And our perception of the taste of wine is totally dependent on like how much it costs in the label, which really trips me out. Like you can put a shitty wine in an expensive bottle and people are like, oh. That's that's the best wine. That wine totally tastes better. And it could be the same wine from a shitty bottle, but uh, psychologically, it's all branding, man. That's also what uh, what's funny is that if I had to meet up with some really important clients and they all of a sudden wanted to meet up at a strip club and you wanted to have bottled service, I would only get one bottle and then I would somehow sneak in my own cheap bottle and I would refill that expensive $150 bottle with, yeah, yeah. with my bottle, and people still think it was the same. Yeah, no one knows. Yeah. 
I am I not just, joking. I love that like people didn't see you doing that though, because pouring from one bottle into another, unless you're just like, why is he carrying around a funnel? I'm Funnel Joe. I always have a funnel. They just call me <laughs> Funnel Joe, the guy with the funnel. So oh, don't question Funnel Joe. He's got funnels. I he's, actually he's was just really good business. at pouring it, but damn man, I would. <laughs> the more I drank, the more I need the funnel for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to keep yourself on the level, though. Man, keep, this is keep the deception up. You know, it's Look so at cool, you. nice. It's, I want to just hold it in my lap, but it's gonna make it so warm and gross. It's like the new Beanie Baby. It's like the, <laughs> the twenty-one-year-old. <laughs> this is a Beanie Baby. It's so great. Oh, I'll pet it. Oh, I like the fabric. <laughs> this sound. <laughs> oh my god. You guys, I bet you're thirsty now. You, oh, should, you should you should give me that bag of, of I know you got I want to suck the blood out of that beanie baby. <laughs> YouTube, everyone, everyone, go get some. Hey, you on iTunes? Box. Don't forget, like uh, iTunes. iTunes reviews are really hard to get. So, uh, if you let's do that NPR pitch. If you like what you've enjoyed so far, you like just give us one of those things where you talk about us in iTunes and buy merch. Real talk, though, we never bring up merch. We are so nice and good about not talking about our merch. And we've got some fire merch right now. I made a new t-shirt with an awesome new um, Vector logo referencing a retro technology. And it's sincere, too, because I actually like retro technologies. I'm not just, like, you know, talking about tapes because tapes or whatever. Excuse me, that almost had drool involved. <laughs> was, there, was there like a, someone behind us? No. Is there a cookie monster behind us? Oh, no. there's that running thing where if you have any kind of like burp or, or clear your throat or anything, you have to turn it into a muted scream so that any disgusting body noise the audience hears is accompanied with a sound of perceived pain. So that there's shade and fraud to cover up with how some people... I'm one of those people that like uh, certain noises that could annoy some people... Definitely for sure annoy me. I'm definitely going to be one of those people that's like, fuck that squeaky sign. Damn, turn off your fryer beeping. Like, I go get fast food and, like, God, the, the fryer in the back that's beeping and, like, the, the beep's kind of out of tune at first. It's like, how do people deal with that on a day to day basis? I have I no would, idea. I would fucking shoot it myself. It feels like actual pain happening. Yeah. I don't understand how that's not painful. So I don't know where I was going with that, no. but that's that's what I'm saying. No one does. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. guys. All right. Get a bag of wine. It comes in a box. You don't buy it as a bag. <laughs> Man, that could be a marketing thing though to purchase it just already just bag I bag would, bag. Yeah, I would seriously just have a box wine called Slap the Bag. Yeah. And then that culture would just market itself, to be honest with you. Apparently, it's one of those like uh, parallel thought things to where people independently around the world have realized the delight of slapping the bag. While hiking. <laughs> hiking, too, is the weird thing. That wine hike, man. Thanks, California. Gosh, that's tragic how, how long it's going to take for a lot of that to grow back. Particularly people's like livelihoods that burned down in California lately. Yeah. It's yeah. always been kind of hip for California to be on fire. But man, lately, it's, it's getting over the top. It's getting Shitty. excessive. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, this I one's get. for you guys. This one's for California. <laughs> we love you, Cali. Yep. All oh, right. I shouldn't have waterfalled that in the mic. Sorry. No. Yeah, no Actually, <laughs> it sounds like something else. 
Pour it, <laughs> it sounds pour it. like it, it can be perceived as so many different things. Just pour it all over the mic. It'll be like a oh, rap yeah. video. Hey, you can be bad guardian. I'd be bad guardian. Okay. I get to take it home. Don't tear it's, it. Dude, it's like baby proof. <laughs> it's like drunk. It's surprisingly drunk. tough. It's surprisingly tough. It's like the only safe way to like pass around wine to your elders at the dinner table. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, you bag just wine for Christmas. Oh, golly. Here, grab a I handful it. of it. It looks like your skin. <laughs> All wrinkly and terrible. Flushed. I actually want to. Okay, no one steal this idea from me. I'm going to make a backpack <laughs> that is suspending this and actually has a valve where you press and you have this on speed dial when it comes to when you need wine the most, like a camelback. I like this idea a lot because it's so much better than trying to clean a camelback. Because here yes. you've got a sugary substance that uh, will ne necessitate cleaning the lines unless you have this product that depends on the disposability of your wine bag. It's just like an outer carrying pouch. So it's like a like you're like a wine kangaroo. Yes. So we call it the wineroo. The wineroo. As if it's my idea now. Wineroo. <laughs> we'll call it the wineroo. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm using inclusive language. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll give you 35%. How's that? Dude, that's way, That's more than a third. <laughs> By five. By oh, point. speaking of math. Speaking of math. Math segue. Math, 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 math. Hold on. Math. Sorry. Whoa. Math. Getting crazy. We've got math news. We got turned up. Sorry about that. We got turned on by the numbers. Shit's getting crunk. We got crazy up in here. All right. Uh, now I gotta find it. <laughs> this is gonna be like we had this one episode where I, I had a clacker, um, a slate, as I, I'm sure you'd prefer I call it, because we usually use proper terminology when you and I talk. So I had this slate that I just called a clacker because it was a cheap slate. It was like the $20 one from BNK or whatever. Okay. Um, and I had it for some gig like after the show, but like Art, the guitarist, had his kid, uh, one of his kids. And I thought it would be a good idea to give that kid the clacker. And she just clacked away at it the whole episode. Yeah, 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 I remember that. So the episode was just dotted with these, like, clack. Yeah. <laughs> and it would, it would cut through all the mics, especially because I, I just had that blue mic on my phone for the Facebook feed, but it wasn't tapped in to the mixer yet. So it was just, like, room mic getting this clack just dominating everything. It was, a, uh, um, you know, when you've got... The things where it's like a sharp sound, um, transients. It was just like a transient <laughs> sound. that's like one of those sounds that's louder than the sound system should be capable of mm -hmm. reproducing because of the, <laughs> the uh, resonance of it. Yeah, it was gnarly. It was. That's a season one, you guys. Go yeah, explore season go one if you dare. Go explore, yeah. <laughs> Sure, That's it. why we do seasons every 27 episodes because yeah, we like to do any more than that is like you don't want to just start there. Yeah, you want to come in, you want to be in the last 27 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't start at the beginning with this podcast of all podcasts, all unless right. you really think we're cool. <laughs> all right, math yeah. news. Oh yeah, you guys, everyone, math news. Everyone loves math, right? Everybody gets so excited about no. things that are just super mathematical. All right, so. No, this is simple. Don't fast forward. This is easy math. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. But it's just, it's, just it's not even math. about the math, right? No, it's more about the mysterious. Right. Pretend it's like Egyptian hieroglyph formula time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so 
Long story short, maybe. All right, <laughs> there was this this anime that was released that was like about time travel and all this shit, right? It was released in a non-linear order, okay? When it first broadcast. Then when the DVD was released, they mixed up the sequence of the episodes. So then it came around, what's the shortest amount of time or permutations that you could watch every possible combination of episodes? And like, what's the simplest formula you could make yeah, to figure out? to figure that out. Yeah. And it, which seems like something we don't care about, but in math, like, they care about that kind of like stuff. How quickly has, can you find every order that these episodes can be in? Yeah, what's with the one simple way? little formula. Exactly, that's a way to to put it. And you said this is just me like trying to show off how much I remember from us talking about this earlier. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You said You're it's part of list theory. Uh, set theory. Set theory. Yeah. Okay, like set of numbers. Yeah, yeah. Put them Which in is order, really interesting. All the different orders. What's the formula for that? Go check it out. Anyway, but <laughs> that, that's Excuse not me. the new. So this is like. I don't know, like a 15-year-old math problem or something, 25 years, something like that. Yeah, it was like 20-something years people have been trying to figure out the best way to solve this math mystery. So... Somehow in math, there's a formula for this. Yeah. But an anonymous poster on 4chan... Anon! Of course it's on 4chan. The original Anon, of course it's on 4chan. That was in his notes. Not just 4chan... (laughs) The fucking anime board. Yeah. It, it wasn't on B. Oh, Jesus. It wasn't on... It was on yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't even want to get into that one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, so this, this anonymous poster on 4chan figured that shit out, developed a proof, and it holds <laughs> up. So this just anonymous dude on the 4chan anime board solved this, like, uh, multi-year math problem. Yeah. And Just thinking act- it was some challenge, not even thinking he was solving something. Like, and he's what, a, what a troll, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what a troll, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. And he's like on the paper for the proof. Like, but As anonymous 4chan. Anonymous 4chan poster. <laughs> like, just stupid. I mean, of all the people so- advocating for anonymity on the internet... This is an example of anonymity gone wrong for the user. Right? 4chan like, that was no once proof useless yeah. to most people. <laughs> now developed a, a math proof. Now developed no, math proofs, yes. Yeah. 4chan, how useful it's been to humanity is hilariously uh, much. Because, like, okay, so just this image posting board, mainly anime fans. And now it's part of the history of the internet for uh, rogue coalitions of people that have... Uh, avenged murders, kidnappings, solved mysteries, all kinds of crazy... Anonymous uh, hackers, exposing people. Saved people from Scientology. Saved saved people from the squirrels, (laughs) from breaking into their house. Knocked over greeting card stands in front of... (laughs) That's still the best, man. I I was part of that. There was this live video feed of this greeting card stand. And people kept posting live shots from it saying, okay, who's going to knock it over? Who lives in this area? So we can see this thing got knocked over. And people would keep showing up and dancing next to it and stuff. It was like a a sensation. The stupid live webcam feed in front of someone's shop. Yeah, it was some like kiosk with a... (laughs) Yeah, some kiosk in New York, I think. A postcard stand. Yeah. (laughs) See, that's that's what I call free advertisement. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we should have live feeds. Tune in right now. (laughs) Share it. Share our goddamn live feed. Yeah, just uh, that's that's four chan for you. I don't mean to sound desperate, but I'm just having a good time, and I want other people to. I don't like. There was, there was one. Yeah, you suck that bag. You suck that bag. There was like one. Thread <laughs> I almost on. aspirated it. That. that was so funny. <laughs> 
Uh, there so, was there was like one thread on on 4chan that was about give art. Give it to me. And what? Oh, yeah. Give me the bag. I'm a bag hog. <laughs> it's what, turned into that. Sorry, that's one of those. And what the meaning of art was, right? And so this dude just posted like anything can be art, even this post is <laughs> art. And then he printed it out and framed it and sold it on eBay for thirty five grand. Thirty five grand it yeah. got up to. Yeah. Because, because some people with way too much money are stupid. Okay, that's one of the best 4chan stories I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a lid on the bottle there. Actually, there was this one incident where this man on eBay said, for this holiday season, I cannot offer you love and respect, but my mother can write you the most steering, heartwarming letter to you, personally signed by her. And there were over 500,000 people betting on this letter. <laughs> Holy shit. Like uh, auctioning on eBay? Auctioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And it went, it went for a good 25 grand. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like stupid shit on eBay is like one of my favorite things. Yeah. You guys got stars in my eyes right now. Right? <laughs> I'm like, what kind of stupid shit? Could it, but you got to get it. You got to be story. really, you have to really think it out though. Yeah. Have you seen those Craigslist commercials? Those successful nah. Craigslist Craigslist commercials, like the new nineteen ninety, well, not new, but like the nineteen ninety eight Nissan Maxima, complete with all wheel drive, four wheels, and an all suspension drive, guaranteed to give you a satisfactory drive and transportation from point A to B most of the time. <laughs> So it's like a legit modern to, car commercial yeah, based on a yeah. Craigslist ad. It was basically it That's was great. you know this uh, this guy's girlfriend was having a hard time selling her car, and <laughs> he was in production like myself, <laughs> and decided to make such a professional oh, commercial that it actually oversold the value of the car because so many people were bidding on the so car. <laughs> Yeah. Because they wanted to That's have so that great. car That's a That's that a went viral on the internet. Oh my god! It was such a it was such a sensation. So now now because I'm a part of a production crew, at least more than one, I feel like everything I want to sell now on Craigslist. Well, I don't do that anymore. But like a eBay or like yeah. or like uh, Let Go or or whatever. It's almost like uh, you know, it's like <clears throat> hey, let's make this viral video. To make you know uh, Kelly Blue Book like not even relevant. To <laughs> yeah. So well, just the idea of hyperbole or like just massively uh, over glorifying something more mundane is hysterical to me, and I feel like it's not used enough in advertising anymore. So there's like there's so many products that I've fantasized about getting a crew together and doing like a full-on production for like exactly. an ad for this product. Like it's like a it feature film. It goes way over its value yeah. if, if, if the actual ideology of whatever you're trying to sell is viral and everyone yeah. looks at it. It's like everyone looks at you and says, oh my God, that's the car from that. It got over 25 million views on like Facebook or something. I would love to make so like that you're rolling into this touching like Hallmark-esque uh, situation where it's like touched by an angel moment. And then at the end, like a mother uh, hands her shivering young daughter uh, Tums. Just like, this. it's just heartburn. <laughs> it's like Tums, the Tums, Tums. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's one of my dreams, you guys. I'm giving them away. Yeah. All right. This one's a little. You guys will probably enjoy this and can speak more to the technical side than I can. 
Uh, Japan's launching their first 8K television channel. Oh my god, it's finally 16 happened. 16 times more data than 4K. Because 1080p is already pretty heavy. Dude, it's redundant. The, like, <laughs> yeah. how, mo how more realistic can you get? Right? Like, there's well, a point of diminishing returns where, like, we can't even tell. It doesn't fucking matter anymore, right? The world at like, large yeah. is staying at 4K for a long time uh, because 1080p is already more than we can tell the difference. It's already so hard to tell the difference between 1080p and 4K, you know, unless you've got that HDR on the 4K and you don't have it on the 1080p. Because a lot of people are thinking, they're like, oh, that 4K, though, I really saw the difference. And really what they're seeing is the deeper color depth of the HDR. Right. So you can do HDR with 1080p and you'll have that same deep color depth and, and uh, brightness dynamics too. Right. So yeah, it's there. But this jump to 8K, for, first of all, it's delicious that Japan's doing it. And second of all, I guess I can see it for like a niche market. I imagine the difference between 4K and 8K is going to be niche it would for only, a long It time. would have to be. I mean, the fact that, I mean, again, it, uh, 4K too many pixels for a home. It is. It really is. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm sorry. I need a 500 foot HD. Yeah. 8K screen in my home. Until we're I don't buying, need that. Until we're buying 16 inch TVs uh, in a box in the corner of the store and unrolling them like wrapping paper. Until that day, we're not going to be impressed with 8K. No, we're not. Right. <laughs> Those are going to be 4K HD rolling paper TVs. And when I best. shoot, when I shoot on it, when I shoot on a, on a professional production. Yeah. To be honest with you, there's a lot of times where I just use the Sony A7S II, and I shoot in 1080, yeah. and it's enough. There are professional movie filmmakers that shoot on the Sony A7S II at like maybe 2.7K at the most. That A7 maybe, series was maybe like four. the line. I it's feel the like, line. Yeah. It's like, and then, and like, so that's now, the proof. Now it's like, that's like your baseline, yeah. I mean, if you're shooting, okay, in order to make it, okay, in order to actually fulfill an 8K television, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd you would have to 16 shoot 4K. You would well that, and you would have to shoot in 8K. Yeah. Do you know Nothing how much data, how much, how big of an SD card you would yeah. have to have a terabyte jammed in your in your camera just for it to store it. You're probably shooting at three to four gigs yeah. a second. Do you know part, how much that is? That's, that's a gnarly. lot. Yeah. What, what's four terabytes is like maybe. 10 minutes. <laughs> That's nutty. Yeah. What's scary about it is not the the quantity uh, total, but the quantity per second is the speed. Because one of the biggest bottlenecks with 4K is not that... Excuse me. <laughs> it's not that you're... That bag, that bag flavors. So one of the biggest bottlenecks with 4K is not that you have four times the file size total, but it's that you have to put four times the data over time onto the card. So the media has to be able to receive that fatter stream. It, so then to, to jump from 4K to 8K is not just four times. 4K is just four 10, 1080p pictures. To get from, to 8K, it's 16 of them. I think, they're, I think they're just jealous <laughs> so that I think they're just jealous that uh, we hit the moon first. Yeah, and <laughs> Japan's got to be the they, first. Yeah. Okay, they just they just want to say that hey, we did it. It's a flag. Here's yeah. Yeah. It really here's, is. It's a flag pound planted on the top of the island. Here's what sure. caught my eye about the story because I was like, 8K, it doesn't matter. Like no I one can tell the difference. I what you liked about it. Yeah, it's that they're launching the channel with uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. 
That wasn't even shot in 8K. No, 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 no. But it was shot in uh, film. But it was shot in big film, wasn't it? 64 Six, millimeter instead yeah, of 64 millimeter. Mil. Yeah, they shot it. In so they're trying. Oh. So what they're trying to do is prove the fact that um, you can see more of that film converted digitally when you use 8K television screen. The idea so, is, yeah. if you shot in 64 mil, you've got uh, your so resolution right. is molecular. Right. So if oh, you've man. got like the size of these molecules that changed color, if they're small enough for 8,000 of them to fit on there. Not 8,000. 8K. <laughs> it just makes you think it's going to be that. It's really way the feel, fuck more than 8,000 of them. I, I feel like but. I'm going to see the grain of the celluloid. You're going to see the grain so good, though. You're going <laughs> to see gonna all be, of the grain of the celluloid. Of yeah. yeah. Right. You're going to walk up to that and like feel like you're walking up to the negative. You're going to see fingernails. <laughs> yeah. You're going to see fingerprints. Yeah. It's like, oh, by the be- way. <laughs> Uh, was there anyone that was doing anything illegal on this film yeah. who was cutting it? Because we can definitely see those things. We can see the cocaine molecules. <laughs> the cocaine molecules right. on the celluloid. You'll be able to DNA replicate like one of the people that like, cut it. Oh, yeah. That, those, those, five, those five frames that were there. Uh, you see those particles? That's when the guy sneezed in the processing oh, room. Oh, my God. There's going to be a log of that, though. Watch, yeah. give, it, give it one week, and there's going to be a log of all the fingerprints in 2001 on the 8K feed. <laughs> how do you, all right, outside of the 8K, how do you guys feel about that movie? Space Odyssey? Yeah. 2001 Required, Space Odyssey. Yeah, 2001. Narration. 2001 Space Odyssey. What are you doing, Dave? If you had a buddy that read the book next to you, it's a good movie. Otherwise, it's a great movie with bullshit in the beginning and the end. Which is great, which is great I, cinema if you know the fucking story, but the movie doesn't explain it. The book does. I had read the book and then rewatched the movie, and it's the only way it worked. It's almost like uh, Lord of the Rings. They left out so many different scenes from <laughs> the book that left everybody who didn't read the book. Having to talk to their buddy. After, yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah, because I remember my brother, he was like, I he read all the books start to finish. Yeah. Both, like you know, all the different versions of it. And, uh, you know, he's a D and D master kind of deal. You know what I mean? So he kind of has to. And so the fact that, you know, I was, he said that the worst thing he had ever experienced as being my brother was sitting next to me during the Lord of the Rings trilogy in the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because when Frodo walked into, you know, when Frodo was like, you know, he wakes up, and Gandalf sees him in the final scene as he's waking up, and they're all happy and joyful. I, yeah. I looked over at my brother Drew, and I was like, "They're all high." <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the one moment he actually really wanted to see in the whole movie after after you know reading all these books. Yeah, yeah. And that spoiled it for him. It spoiled it for him. <laughs> And so, Dude. and then, so we kind of wasn't high enough as for the movie. Yeah, well, then, you know, so then we reconnected over it, and he told me he was like, "No, you don't understand. There's so many things that happened in the book that weren't in the movie." So yeah, and you but, say, "No, you don't understand. I'm in video production. You can only have so many sentences per minute." And- <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the book, like I tried, I watched the movie. The first one, I was like, "Yeah, it's a, it, it's it's cool," and I tried to read the book. And then I got to the part with... Uh, have you guys ever tried to read the book? No. I haven't even thought about it. Yo. I haven't even <laughs> I, I picked, thought I picked that it up that be- was something I could handle. <laughs> I, I, I picked it up when I was in school because they were like encouraging kids to yeah, read. Yeah, yeah, And then I did it for candy. 
and it was act- it was a really fucked up thing what they did. They actually there was a bunch of soccer moms that were against it, like my kid's diabetic and. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and not only that, but uh, I it was Twizzler Day, and that was the day I realized I was allergic to Twizzlers. So I never read a book after that. Oh damn! Um, oh man, I just ruined reading I, forever. I totally, I totally read books that still. Actually, I was gonna say, so. did you get yeah, a Kindle? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but Lord of the Rings. It gets to this point where there's this dude Tom Bombadil, and it's like 20 pages of rhyming, and this like weird sing song like storytelling, and I'm like, what the. F- the fuck is this? this? Kind of I breaks can't, I up just, the whole consistency. Yeah, I'm like, I just, I, I'm done. I would, don't care about this dude. Would Eminem appreciate it, or probably not? Maybe. Okay. It wasn't even like him. Trump spontaneous flow. No, it was better than that. <laughs> With an oddly multi-camera, like thorough production on a soundstage for him being like, "Oh, it's just me busting a freestyle on Trump," and then when uh, Eminem, I'm talking about. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hop in the middle of a rant. Yeah, but no, then I when he's you. like, "Hey, I'm sorry." I released a special album. I didn't mean to alienate uh, Trump supporters and my fans. It's, I'm not, it's not about that. I don't want to say but that. But it was. Yeah, it totally yeah. was. <laughs> like it was the whole, I remember that bit, like, the whole thing was How just a freestyle diff. was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way he didn't rewrite or like yeah, write yeah. at least 50, 60% yeah, of that. Yeah. He might have freestyled like a yeah. couple. He might have like put it in a freestyle order. Freestyle arrangement of rhymes I know he had already. I like how he's specifically going after what they call nowadays mumble rappers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you yeah. get what I'm saying. Yep. You know it, what? If your beat's thick, if you got if you got that bass, you can mumble all day. I don't give a fuck. Right. If you're good it's at... It's about good beats and right. some person being an entity on it. Yeah. If someone... It's it, it's only it's only for those people that soup up their, uh, their Hondas with subwoofers <laughs> that really <laughs> like nice. to low frequency yeah. and blare out their eardrums so that when they pick up their date they don't know they can't hear them at all well, yeah, that's what's that's great okay defending this because i like i've got my bass phases low frequencies bass is the shit they're really it's really difficult to get pain from them you can um, you can get really high decimals of low frequencies without physical damage to your body so you can really like boundary push, which is why people <laughs> like to experiment during like you know hard style dubstep back in the day. I remember those under- underground like dubstep music scenes where it was actually hard style. You had to like call a phone number, and that phone number the the pickup line actually turned off after a certain time. And so that the cops didn't pick up on it. Oh, yeah, to like and, get to the show. Yeah. yeah, to get to the show. You know, old school. And then it was like, uh, so you called, and there was a message that told you a location and a place and a time. And then you hung, it hung up, and then you had to actually go there. And then that place, you'd actually meet up with someone that said, hey, it's here. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to go here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got to go there. What? You know, yeah. And that way, if there was that many layers. There was that many know. layers. And it was That's so magical. funny because the the, 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 uh, the the place that I actually went to was called Dragon's Lair. And um, there were so many times where, like, you know, uh, these police officers would be getting involved. And it's like when they finally get there, they're like, oh, it's a bunch of kids throbbing their heads against some huge <laughs> frequency music. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. most of them aren't even on drugs. I'm most. not going to say that most. I mean, uh, most. No, that fact startled me. It's probably... But that's the reason why the cops are probably on it. It's probably just people not admitting it. 
But yeah. supposedly throughout the rave scene, the majority of people were not on drugs. Yeah, there's a there's a large right. portion that, that didn't do drugs. But I mean, like I feel like the whole experience sure. is a drug. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and to me, and to me, my experience with that was the fact that you said you can experience low frequency sound waves without it actually giving you physical damage to your body. Yeah. Because it, it bass um, takes more power to have the same effect. Right, and there is a there's a sub frequency that does affect the molecular level of water, and like you know some like transcendent hippies are all about it. You know what I mean? They're all like they're all like, oh yeah, I feel like a completely different molecule. Have you ever heard of decaf of music? Decaf music? Yeah. Is it like really soft elevator music? No, <laughs> no, not no. at all. No. <laughs> No, it is low key. Super low key. Is it like but jazz? it is hot. no, it, not at all. Okay, so it's pretty contradictory, but I think it'll make sense in a hurry. Decaf music is usually a cover of a hip hop song, but with the bass redone on top of it, Ooh. with emphasis of certain key, really low frequencies, like. This is the kind of music theory that I needed to hear today. Like 30-something hertz. To keep my sanity. 100-something right. uh, yeah. hertz. I forget the, there's certain popular frequencies that just happen to be in key with these songs, or they'll yeah. pitch change them so that those frequencies are in, and they'll just like drive those frequencies home really hard with it, really like um, uh, resonant analog bass frequencies were just like this raw sine wave at these low frequencies. Oh, man. So the equivalent is like you just get these bass floors, but they, right. the rhythm matches the song. It's instrument. Like this person wrote a bass line that's just really aggressively solid. And you, they also try to go for standing waves mm -hmm. where you have one frequency and another frequency that's a harmonic of it. And you, you, the two frequencies cause... Uh, or, or even in a certain normal size room, one frequency will cause the wave to just kind of sit there, like where the air will shake without moving through the room, and you get these standing waves. And uh, man, so it's all it's all <laughs> isolated, and you feel suspended when it comes to noise cancellation with a room almost. Yeah, and it, it tries to get heady and fancy like that, mm. but at face value. There's just a shit ton of bass on <laughs> various hip-hop covers. Face value. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's like hip-hop remixes with insane bass to where like the bass is at least double the volume of the whole rest of the track. Right, that's what it, and I feel like because of my <laughs> but it's uh, good. I like hard it. style, hard style background, yeah. Decap sounds like the opposite. It sounds like, <laughs> you know, to me, decap sounds like uh, really weak. Brown water. You, that it's a misleading that, title. That that makes that makes your you know stomach feel weird after drinking it. But but I uh, think that's part of the rational and the rationale in the songs that are chosen because mm. they're never aggro hip hop songs. Mm. They're always laid back. Sometimes it's R and B right. ones. It's decaf. Yeah. So, so that's, it's always laid back kind of Drakey tracks. You know. Ooh. Okay. The, like it's always the MF Doom kind yeah, of. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Something dude. in the MF Doom pocket for sure mf doom is like one of my favorite yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah like tunes to listen to I was just, we're mf doom fans on the know, podcast greasy greasy i was just rocking that like danger doom track or danger, danger doom, doom album i like that his and his and his and his art is you know the people that make the art for him are totally understandable relatable yeah. right relatable it's, feels his, like your buddy yeah, his lyricism is dope too it's interesting dude 
Yeah, MF media Doom. recommendation, you guys. That's MF a thing. Doom, all of them. Media recommendation. Yeah. Media. That's another thing. You we can whisper thing it. over stingers. Welcome yeah, yeah. to that. All right. Now we have a new news. I had a segue for this like 20 minutes ago, and I, yeah. Hey. It's been that long. Segway revisit. The rants. Oh, yeah, hacking. Hacking. We were talking about that earlier, right? Let's do it. Sure. So, anyway. Uh, so, Rudy Giuliani, who used to be the mayor, the it's mayor of, those. of New York, governor, mayor. He used to be uh, governor. Mayor. Governor. Governor. <laughs> governor. Yeah, governor. special. But now he's, now he's actually uh, President Trump's lawyer <laughs> in this whole debacle. And what a lawyer he is. Oh, yeah, totally. But he... That must valve be, is be. no joke. You push that button, it flies out of there, dude. This it's not like the knob on the Franzia. It's I, like I, a go button. This is like the you know like it's the attack big, button, the big red button. Yeah, in like MIB <laughs> or like in NORAD. Yeah, don't push that. Yeah, yeah, don't push that button, dude. <laughs> Sorry to derail in the woods. where you were going. With no, 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 totally. It's all <laughs> it's all good. So, all right, real quick, Rudy Giuliani. So he's like sent out this tweet that was like trying to say. I'm trying to find the exact tweet, but. Whatever I was trying to say doesn't matter because Chris, he, you were comparing it to something, right? He put a typo in there where it actually one of the words made a URL, and what? someone noticed that because he like didn't put a space in there and there was a period, so it was like something uh, a broken dot. link. Yeah, it was like a broken link, and yeah. someone noticed that. Yeah, and then they developed a web, or they made a web page real quick and redirected that link. They purchased <laughs> the URL, and then it had it redirect to. Uh, a page that just said like Donald Trump is a traitor to the United States. Oh my God! <laughs> so right? it looked like his thing linked to that. Yeah, and then, but <laughs> that and, is so delicious. And keep in mind, like Rudy it's Giuliani, greasy. that's super greasy. <laughs> like Sorry, Rudy Giuliani is like the cybersecurity dude for Trump, cybersecurity advisor. How can how Rudy old Gio is this person? How yo, is he Rudy Giuliani is like God damn it. Yo, he's, he's up there. He's mental. He's yeah. The fact that he could be a cybersecurity advisor makes me yeah, so yeah. And he frustrated. And he didn't understand what happened. And, uh, and like, so he, he said this. Twitter allowed someone to invade my text with a disgusting anti-president message. Invaded his stupid typo text. The same thing. It was the Russians. Period. No space. Occurred later and it didn't happen. Don't tell me they are not committed card-carrying anti-Trumpers. Speaking of Twitter... Time Magazine also may fit the description. Fairness, please. So because he made a typo, it's <laughs> like a fucking massive Twitter conspiracy. Time Magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, of whole... course, Time Magazine, the most unscrupulous, untrusted, right. bound, like... Yeah. I'm sorry, because, because you made a typo in a link allowed <laughs> yeah. other people to expedite your idiocracy towards yeah. making the post in general. Yeah, yeah. That fly-by-night rag, Time Magazine. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like it just, I mean, this is just more and more evidence. Fly by night, time by day, parade by night. Uh oh, dude, you have a meow wolf shirt. So I I've tried got to a, go, the line, oh, dude. Yeah. The line dude, to meow wolf, and, dude. dude sh- all right, let me show the camera really quick. Don't buy tickets and expect to just get there whenever you want, because so, if it's popular at all, the line is ridiculous. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Uh, I actually met who is the who is the guy um, that funded Lord of the Rings. He lives in Santa Fe. Oh, what's no his idea. name? New Zealand dude. New Zealand guy. <laughs> uh, uh, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie Pete. Yeah, yeah, Jackie, Jackie Pete. Pete. That was him. Yeah. 
Peter Jackson was there at Meow Wolf in Santa Fe. And guess what he was doing? He was not accepting autographs. He was helping the crew get people registered. Nice. Wow. Because he actually funded a lot of money to get it started. See, this frustrates me that that good people like him are throwing money at Meow Wolf. And Meow Wolf is being managed by people that aren't taking a little bit of consideration to limit the ticket sales and do a little bit of scheduling so that people don't wait in massive lines after purchasing tickets. It literally is because it's that popular. There's no amount of popularity that you can't... Handle uh, with a little bit of limitation. It's just it feels greedy to just say, "Hey, just everybody pile in and wait in line," and not say, "Yo, look, honestly, in fairness to you, we don't expect you to waste half your day to then be rushed through a cool experience that you should take your time on on a better day." Even Disneyland does that with the season passes that are the lower tier that have the blackout days. Right. That's like a favor to you as a patron. So, so basically, what we were doing was the reason why I have this Meow Wolf shirt is this is a limited edition, I guess, Meow Wolf shirt. Um, you only wear this Meow Wolf shirt if you work there. Dun, dun. Um, and basically I did. I technically, I... At the Santa Fe one? Yeah, the one at Santa Fe. Awesome. Um, I contributed um, and I got some celebrities to show up. Uh, we brought um, more and more to the list. And because of that, they said, hey, because you did this... Um, you have kind of a free reign, mm-hmm. and um, they gave us blessings. I got to meet the uh, the major artists that helped contribute and build the Meow Wolf that was in Santa Fe. And just to let everyone know that to everyone that's listening, they're bringing Meow Wolf to Las Vegas. Nice. They're, it's coming here. They got to expand and soon if be... they're not going to change their booking principles. Yeah. Too. But I mean, well, that's only so much. Right. That's and a temporary every... solution to just expanding. Right. And every Meow Wolf, every Meow Wolf is a submersive art installation for people who don't know. Um, and it is an interactive art installation for people of all ages and I got to tell you, the one that I went to in Santa Fe, I dove into the dryer. Mm-hmm. There is a dryer. There's like a, like a dryer machine uh-huh. that is a slide. Wow. Hell yeah. And you drop in to like someone's house. And then inside that house, you walk into this girl's closet. And it's like this uh, nuclear underground facility. What the fuck? And then uh, there's whole like storyline and stuff. And then you, yeah, it is uh, Meow Wolf's. um, You know, I read a bunch about it. I my mom got tickets. My mom, Ange, and I went to Santa Fe, Mm -hmm. but it was around Thanksgiving, and the line was too crazy and too cold. Oh, I'm sorry. So, so my mom's taking someone else when it's less crazy, and we have to get tickets another time. Nice. Well, we hey, if they come to Vegas in time. Yeah, they they're gonna come to Vegas. I'm actually uh, in cooperations with the people that are Do gonna bring it to Vegas. Let them know a low voltage microcontroller programming. I know some Arduinos end up in some stuff like that, automating Ooh, stuff. Because they're That's, gonna they're gonna need that. Because I'm on the prowl on yeah. hey everybody, uh, this counts as a sponsor spot. I'm on the prowl with that microcontroller tip. If it's an Arduino, Raspberry Pi, uh, Dude, any kind of motor control and sensor reception yeah. i've been experimenting with uh, uh noise um noise reduction in the code for example okay this is like an arduino midi controller and there's distance sensors 
and the dis the distance sensor reading is actually really noisy. Mm. So I had to code noise rejection and like limit detection and stuff into the sensor so that it just acts all cool when it's not sensing anything and then gives a good distance and those, reading. And those raspberries are very cheap. Yeah, this one's Arduino, super cheap. so it doesn't have to boot an OS. Yeah. But yeah, it's all cheap hardware, so I've been hitting it really hard with my old electronics knowledge I grew up with. Now I'm in that microcontroller tip hard. But I mean, it honestly started with a shout-out to Illuminated Couture, which you can find as uh, Go Go Glow. Mm. Uh, Illuminated Couture, Google's fine still, too. Uh, good to glow. Sorry. Good to glow good was their to, motto. <laughs> and it's like the operating name now, I think. Anyway, the animated products, I did the programming with all that and Arduino and like an early generation of like Bluetooth control and stuff. Nice. Years ago. So since that, I picked that back up. And there's like a, a magician I'm doing a remote pocket square for. Or no, I'm sorry. This is a magician for a. I did. That was another thing. There's a woman's costume that there's a remote control element so there's like a i'm like blossoming in that category right now right shout out <laughs> microcontroller plus the term microcontroller just sounds prestigious to say for that category of doodles <laughs> and oled displays this is not relevant but man these little oled displays no those these are like LEDs, two dollars on yeah, ebay they're sick and i love I, these I, just being able to make whatever on it uh, and it looks retro. You made your own box out of it. This has That's a Pong tight. game on it. Nice. Um, the people have seen me post on this already, but I don't think you've seen it. There's a version of Pong that I coded into it that you play by moving the paddles by waving your actual hands. Oh, that's But then cool. it's on this tiny little screen. This little screen is similar to the ones used in the Korg Chaoslator. Oh, and my God. Did you just say Korg Chaos? The Korg Chaoslator uses practically the same OLED display. Nice. Also, the, the Korg, there's the one that's twice the height. Mm. On the Korg Analog Synth, the small one, I, complete, I can't remember what it's called, but Korg's Analog Synths use these OLED displays religiously now. Right. I actually had a, a, ENX, uh, had a Korg ESX one synthesizer back in the day oh dude and i should not have sold it <laughs> um unfortunately but the that shit emulates really good now it though. emulates really good uh the reason why that i sold it was because the um unfortunately the um the card technology that they partnered with uh, which was smart card. I was gonna say that's a smart media era. It's a one. smart media era. Yeah, it was like they, 150 they went, cards. Now. Yeah, dude, they they had they had they had uh, they had this uh, on eBay for like 56 bucks. You could get one that was modified to be 128 megabyte. Yeah, it's like as and big as I was got. like, and I was like, dude. That's almost a tenth. That's more than a tenth of a gigabyte. That's guys. like, oh my god, it's a tenth of a fucking gig. So it's it's uh, so to me in my mind, I was like, damn, why did I buy this? This thing is already obsolete because the company that they partnered with went down. But that was digitally controlled analog, right? That was digitally. So like they had full... the valve tubes in there. They had uh. the valve tubes. I shouldn't have gotten rid of it. I should have just held on to it because they <laughs> That's probably smart made media era stuff though. It is smart it's media like era. A couple of years later, and it's all SD cards. It's like so right. Much easier. And so I, I, I decided I was like, why did I buy this? Maybe I should make something that's like smart media SD convertible, but it's not gonna happen. I recently traded someone. This is recently, like I think this is almost a year ago. But shout out to John K. Def over at uh, Naked City Studio Recording Studio. Action records. Anyway, he traded me. I picked up Voss's 
202, the, the DR202. Water Voss? No, no, no. This is old. This is from 1998. There's a drum machine that Roland made under the Boss brand. Because Roland uh, owns Boss, and Boss, they targeted okay. it to guitarists. But it's a Roland drum machine, and it has all the Roland from the horse's mouth 808, 909 sounds in it. But like a rompler. So it's this big old fella, the 202. The DR202 was the first Dr. Rhythm. Ooh. So it's uh, its companion, the S, I think it's SP202, is the sampler that would go next to it. They'd set them next to each other. Later on, this stuff's like, this predates the, the good old Korg uh, Electribe series. Mm. It's like the two halves of an Electribe as two separate units. But like, Roland's like, we're doing this first, way bigger and clunkier with the smart media card. <laughs> But I mean, like, Obviously it, set, it set the stage for what Korg later did. And I wouldn't call it a downfall given that, like, they still have the legacy of the 909-808 series, 707. Now they're just, like, reissuing mini versions of those. Yeah. But, yeah. 303s, dog. It was one step along coasting the coasting those. Three, 303 is actually a, uh, a zip, uh, actually a phone phone area code for Denver, specifically. Oh, yeah. No if shit. you, if. If yeah, we've oh, got yeah. all the obscure associations for you guys today. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, I didn't get my stinger with that. No. Oh, yeah. welcome back. All right, back to news time. Yeah. All right. So I'm always down on robots because I actually just want to predict the robot apocalypse and be like the only prophet that was right in history. I want to have iRobot sequence happen in my life yeah just so that i can shoot some robots with my mosin Morgan. i gotta get rid of some of the wine for like this guy knows what i'm saying all right oh waz got it anyway (laughs) go get it rod go get it waz go get it this dude so i'm always about the robot apocalypse but this automated robot in an amazon warehouse uh inadvertently maybe caused 24 workers to go to the hospital because it punctured a can of bear repellent. Oh my god. <laughs> in a very small not closed just, area. Not just not just not just, you know, you know, your average repellent on the street, right. but bear repellent. Yeah, not like pepper spray. This could, like, this not this not your average pepper spray. Right? This is not what the cops use. This is yeah, like, know. you know, this is like uh um, bears. Bears. Yo. Yeah. That should, well, That's what this could like permanently damage you, man. Yeah. Right? Just gnarly. That uh I mean, it, it seems that everyone's okay, but just the idea of like some some robot quote unquote accidentally puncturing a can. I mean, I don't know if it was an accident, man. I mean, maybe. Well, if you think about it, that robot doesn't care about puncturing that can, right? Because doesn't care it, about people either, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not going to care because it's not going to be affected by this spray. That's what I'm saying. And the only way for it to ever learn is if it did affect it. So, and that's where AI is at. But also at the same time, speaking of pepper spray, I went down to Wing Kings uh, sh- <laughs> and I shot, I shot, I was shooting for a TV show. I actually was, uh, so a little bit, a little bit of my uh, background on the production. Um, I was shooting Food Network at Wing Kings and Wing Kings has the, hottest wings on the west side of the United States 
they have a wing that's called the Hell Wing Challenge. And if you can eat 12 of these, there's like some oh, grand God. prize. God. Forgot what it was. I think they dropped the prize now. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. But if you if you eat no 12 eat of them. if you eat 12 of these, then I mean, you're a monster and you probably yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you are you are The uh, wings of hell. The wings of hell. You are God's recognitions that you should not be on this planet and that he hates <laughs> the rest of us. Right. Um so uh, these wings, just one wing, the sauce that's made from is 2.1 million Scoville units. Yeah. 2.1 Scoville units. So it's like, I mean, you got the habanero. It's like up there with battery the acid. Yeah, it's like ba- yeah, straight up battery acid. So I found out, I found out the Scoville unit for the standard police officer's pepper spray, which is about 1.5. Million. So what I ate, what I ate, it was pepper was, spray level. It was like I had not only <laughs> pepper spray level wings, but I had pepper spray. I had Why? bear. I had bear mace pepper spray <laughs> level wings that oh, that had flavor to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and kudos to you if you're looking to build up an immunity, <laughs> so you can just. Get hella pepper sprayed. He actually, he actually was, he actually was advised by his attorney that he could not sell his sauce by the bottle. Because Damn. Because kids so will die. Strong. Kids will die. Kids will die. And so he actually, I came, I, I brought my friend who was, uh, his name's uh, Gary Connor. Um, hashtag. Shout out Gary Connor. Shout out Gary Connor, who's an Andrino fan too as well, and I want to bring him. Oh, in do here. we know? He's up in that. He's Italy up in that. Yeah, he's, oh yeah, he's all about it. C plus. C plus, and so. Uh, I, C plus I, plus. So I yeah I plus plus you know, you know plus. Uh, I brought him two wing kings, and I actually met up with the owner, and he told me he was like, "Hey, you know what? Because you were here shooting with Food Channel, I'm going to hook it up." I was like, "Cool, man, thank you." And at the end of our meal, it was great. I told him I was like, "Hey, what about that uh, Hellwing sauce? Can you give us some of that? We'll but we'll pay you money." And he was like, "Actually, my attorney advised me not to because I don't want to get sued. However, I know you're cool, <laughs> and because yeah, it's like the drug deal sauce. It is, and so he we we paid zero money for it." And so that he can't technically say that he sold it to us. And you get some of these sauce gigs with you. And he and he wrote on it suicide. <laughs> don't don't drink this. Yeah. And yeah. so oh, we. Man. So do you we, just enjoy this with breakfast now? So now so now I take a toothpick and I drop it in there, and I rub it on my toast and I cry. Oh man, I love that the toothpick is involved. That's such a method. I know. I love that detail. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know, and I just want to tell you that's that gotta be in a movie. It's, it's just gotta be in a movie. It. Yeah, this is a movie, and then it's like these scolded units. It's like I'm like I'm like, dude. It's like you know, I I feel like after eating this sauce, if some police officer were to mace me, I'd be like, well, this is just annoying. Can I please get my <laughs> citation, please? Right. So oh man, I know I've done like a, a similar hot wing challenge. Probably not that that hot. And it was still painful. Like, I remember the next day, my stomach was just fucked up. Dude, there was this old guy that was at the restaurant. Yeah. So, basically, what I was doing was, I was like, uh, my fuel producer came up to me, and he said, hey, are you done with your beauty shots and your assignments for today? I was like, yes, I got everything done. And he was like, okay, so, um, nobody wants to eat these hoeings. (laughs) Of course they don't. And um, we need someone. Uh, Oh, man. Are you, I mean, can you do this for... For us, can you take one for the team? 
And I was like, no, I'm not a spice guy. I hate spice. I absolutely hate it. And did this change you? I can't, this I can't experience? Even, oh yeah, dude. And I was, and basically he was like, okay, I tell you what, twenty bucks a wing. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> Fifty bucks a wing. And I was like, dude, there's no way. And he was like, there's a way. Hundred bucks a wing. And I was the like, money. and I was like, you know what? Okay, I get where I get where you're going. This sounds like a supervillain origin story. I, I get right? where you're going. <laughs> I get where you're going. However, like hundred bucks for each radioactive spider that bites you. Yes, <laughs> I don't. I, I I only want to deal with one. You yeah. know what I mean? That'll and do. So, yeah, that'll yeah. do. That's so you need. so so uh, I said, okay, tell you what, hundred bucks a wing plus, you got to sign me up and register me with some SAG credit. With the union as a professional stand-in for Food Network. Oh, that's Hell so yeah. worth side that's, credit. That's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to pay me as a professional stand-in as well. Funniest story of someone getting side credit I've heard yet. So it was 100 bucks per wing plus 250 as a professional stand-in. <laughs> Hell yeah. So at, the end, so at the end of the night... Uh, you know, I would actually feel somewhat uh, retributed for all this, and or compensated at well, least. And so, paying. and so, basically, uh, uh, so while I'm sitting there, it was so weird because here I am behind the camera shooting professionally. Now I'm in the front of the camera. I'm not used to this. Uh-huh. And so I'm like calming myself down, and my uh, makeup artist assistant Taylor was like making sure I look pretty, yada yada yada. While she's doing this, there's this old man sitting next to me who's a regular. And he was like, he was like, hey man, and he's got the biker jacket and all that, you know. And like he's like, hey man, you know, let's try those wings, hey, let's try those wings. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm up, I'm up next. And he was like, he's like, he's like, hey, hey, who's that girl with the uh, the dance pants? And I was like, that's Taylor. She's my PA. Don't hit on her. I don't need you to do that. He's like, he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, he's like, no, 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 no. She got chapstick. And I was like, okay, do you need chapstick? What's going on? He's like, no, 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 no. You, you need chapstick. Oh. You need chapstick. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, all over the lips, S.A. All over this the lips. Brilliant. And then all over your tongue. And I was like, bro, that's fucking, that's brilliant, dude. That is, that is like the best thing I've ever heard. I right. thought you were getting creepy on me. <laughs> and then, and he's, like, and he's like, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then rub it all over your butthole too. And I was like, bro, you're, you're gross, dude. She's not going to let it go You're gross. It's like, hey, like, I'm not going to let her, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I can't give it back to her. And he was, no. and he was like. I'm not gonna do that. I man. never You're give gross. something to someone that's touched my vibe. Dude, no, that's gross. It's a rule. It's rule, We're, man. Keep that in mind, you guys. Yeah, and then and then also and then I was like, dude, that's gross, dude. And he was like, he's on oh, oh, no. It's a, you need to put that on your butthole. And I was uh, like, dude, you're crazy, man. You can get a layer on your finger and, and then, give a slap. And then so and so and so. Uh, 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 long story short, I should have put it on my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so it was like. So here I am, I eat this wing, and I am feeling the fire. It was like my entire mouth went numb. God. And then it, my ears started to hurt first. My oh, ears, wow. My ears, wow. my ears started to hurt first. That, yeah. and, then, and then everything else kicked in. And I got to tell you, the next day I had to shoot at the Cosmopolitan professionally in the kitchen. Oh, man. And I told my field producer, like, it was like every five minutes. Damn. I had to go to the restroom and Ugh. scream. Ugh. And and my girlfriend that night couldn't sleep because I was screaming. Yeah. On the John. And Shit, so yeah. 
spicy like too and much was, spice. And it was like and he and I told my field producer I was like, "Bro, dude, I'm about to take this uh extra extra uh money to the hospital." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but anyways, so that's that about my story with the uh Travel Channel Food Network and hot spices. Too many, um, too and, many hot wings. Too holy many, shit. Uh, no, I only ate one. Oh. One really hot wing. Yeah, Super just, hot. Pat, yeah. just bear sprayed up. 2.1 million Scoville units, dude. Okay, uh, guys. Sounds gnarly. We are at a specific time in the podcast when... No, we're not. Oh, snap. Big uh, news. Hey, we've got to do news chug, but before that, news let me just holler. Slap the bag. I yeah, got to mention... Jesse Ray's barbecue. This has got me all this talking for spice. It's got me hungry for some Jesse Ray's barbecue. If you want a pig, some delicious ways. Good way to eat a pig, Jesse Ray's barbecue. Look them up. They're a sponsor. We love them. Mention RadioVegas.rocks. Get yourself me, some uh, cold cock whiskey. Quick, slap some bag. Cold cock whiskey is like a hard alcohol that really doesn't heartburn me yes. like the other ones do. It's nice and cozy. Yeah. Uh, so if you're getting that that juice craving with us, uh, hit up Cold Cock Whiskey. They're a sponsor. They're great. They've been with us for a minute. The next day, you want to get up in that uh, Hangover Joe's. I fucking love Hangover Joe's. I like to drink their bottles of Hangover Joe's action like five hour. It does like do a B vitamin thing like is that. It, is it like really helpful? It Actually, is full of all yeah, kinds of great yeah. vitamins. Really? Honestly, like it makes me feel that like latin kind of on fire it activates my puerto rican <laughs> side in that nasty way i don't even want to talk to my friends about how five hour energy and also hangover joe's particularly makes me feel but honestly uh hangover joe's does it harder hangover joe's it just gives it's legit i mean it just activates my latin dancing inside my body you know what i'm saying it probably couldn't help me out on the job to be honest i should have yeah, done yeah. that you know it definitely mm, will mm. yeah it makes you want to make babies you know what i'm saying and you don't All have right. to you don't have to like slam the whole thing you just no. take like some nips you know no nips you just like nip a it, gentleman nip it through the day yeah i'll drag a bottle over two days i'm weird yeah. like bro bro as a and a part of the uh Euro, northern european community we call that taking bites mm. bites of a shot right. yeah like bites it. of a shot I have like a bite you guys so hangover joe's Look them over. Get a box. You won't regret it. It is yummy tasting. I like the flavor just as much as Five Hour. I'm sorry to compare it to Five Hour. I'm just a huge Five Hour fan. But Five Hour does nothing for hangovers compared to... to I mean, it does a little. And I'm it not tastes kidding. like crap. It tastes like crap. I re- no, I love the taste of Five Hour. I don't. Sorry. But you probably would like the taste of Hangover Joe's more. Because yeah, to yeah. me, it seems Did a little milder. Do they sell at Trader Joe's? I don't know. Uh, That'd be nice, right? They should. But it's not as aggressive as the five-hour flavor. It's more normal of a flavor, and uh, it's really good for hangovers, just straight up. So that's that's one. But before you get to that hangover night, maybe you're going to want some Spunk Lube, which is a lubricant for sex that resembles semen. It's a real product, Spunk Lube. If you've got one of those dragon dildos looks like a piece of a dragon or whatever <laughs> it's the perfect stuff to put in piece that of a dragon real talk hey it's a thing so also uh dude wipes you can use after that and then dude dude wipes have saved my ass right i'm serious literally they really have killer yeah. product i used it and to wipe ran. and it's not for your butt it's like for the front yeah so yeah I but you f- i'll finish off with the back too i like to get the whole yeah. the whole uh yard so th- that that lens no but that <laughs> lens i cleaned with a dude wipe today so and if you want to compare wow. that lens to that lens, that one's the dude wipe one. And the dude wipes, I realize that uh, they don't 
burn like other wipes. It's really difficult to yeah. set them on fire. It's yeah. one of my favorite things about yeah. them. I really need a wipe that's not going to... That gets the job the, done the and doesn't like, you know... Doesn't put me at risk of another thing catching on fire oh in my, my life. Yeah, 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 exactly. Speaking of microcontroller electronics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Another energy solution that's even more classic sponsor. I'm gesturing over here because I usually have a cup of them here, but right now I don't. But if you look in past episodes, there's a cup here. It's green. It's this cup, but there's none in it right now. Anyway, um, the the thing with the powder, the other energy, Zip, Zip Fizz. Fizz. Zip Fizz, Fizz your the healthy energy drink. Yeah, and they come in the crazy cool-looking vials, yeah, don't they? You yeah, you get the right ratio in a cup of water. You take a couple sips first to give it some space. And that's a great way to, to zip yourself up that's really uh, not as edgy as a lot of other energy sources yeah, can yeah, be. Yeah. If you really want to stay natural and healthy to get that edge on, Zip Fizz is a killer one. These are all off the dome, so apologies to any sponsors that I'm neglecting specifically. I love you all. Check back previous episodes we'll to get enjoy. We'll you next week, dog. Yeah. I recommend going back to our previous episodes to hear all the sponsor spots. So, yeah, for, <laughs> I'll yeah. imagine you'll possibly do that. But uh, real talk, there's a couple amazing Latin ones. We're all on that Latin pep. When you're feeling Latin, not only is there Pinche's Tacos, which, yes, I said a swear word, Pinche's Tacos, they're going to give you a free blood orange margarita. No, if you no, buy. no, no. no, no. Every time. Every time. Every, this is like the running theme of the show. It's a free gringo taco when you purchase a blood orange margarita so get yourself which you a gringo were gonna taco. buy anyway you sure were because you've got three meats in that gringo taco it's all the bl- delicious coastal tacos that you would like that come in that, you know that coastal kind of taco you know the coastal mexican you know what i'm saying from the coast and but like bigger you know what i'm saying so that's a good one but uh, there's also juan's flaming fajita cantina yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. There's never been a time when I brought them up when people haven't been like, oh. And the guy is nice, too. Uh, we, our sponsors are sweet people. The strip and dip chicken people have brought us the strip and dip chicken time where they're delicious strip and dip chicken, such an amazing substrate for sauces. They've hooked up many a party in Radio Vegas town. So be sure all these people mention Radio Vegas. We're actually scheming to do some kind of QR code thing so you can visit these sponsors and get points with them. But that's, Whoa, that's kind of that's modern day technology. Yeah, for you right, right. There. I'm not afraid to spoil that. It's something we're working on with the station. Get ready, but you can start frequenting them now. Maybe hit me up for some early adopter credit. <laughs> you see, see me pushing Cru- buttons on the Cru- on the camera. Let's do these with the mouse today because yeah. button time. All right, so I got a question. I think uh, you might do this for the news show. All right. Heading over the bag. Slap it. Yeah, slap, slap it up. Yeah. Here we go. Slap. News oh, yeah. slap, you guys. Slap that news. All right. Do you guys think we're still conscious after we die for a short period of time, maybe three to five minutes, possibly? Yes. That's what I used to think. Maybe yes. a few minutes. Turns out it's a lot more, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. I actually have a I actually have a uh, death experience when oh, yeah? it came to yeah where no. like you almost died uh, no or like I, died for a while and came I back I actually because um, that's the thing nowadays people just like die and come back if it's quick enough yeah I actually I actually so, so check this out I was in a huge longboarding accident I actually had my uh, I had my uh, left 
side of my rib cage collapsed into my right. Damn. My heart was pushed by 2.6 inches. My stomach was torqued. My heart stopped. My uh, all, ha- I have half a foot right now. And I was flown to um, Cleveland Medical uh, Cleveland Clinic mm. uh, to get to be repaired, if you will. Yeah. And so um, I don't remember. It turns out no one called an ambulance because there are too many tourists taking pictures of my crash, but I never received any of them. That's crazy. Um, and um, I wish to have find these one of these someday. Right. someday. Yeah, I don't know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, but I was going like 45 miles per hour on my longboard, and I crashed hardcore, slid against the like, cliff wall. And I was considered, when they brought me to the hospital, I was considered dead for like 30 minutes Damn. until they actually uh, took my chest and they spread it apart and they started my heart again. Damn. So during that time, uh, what was really interesting was it was an experience that I experienced back in college, or actually, sorry, not college, that happened afterwards, uh, earlier in my, um, how do you say, experimental years, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit DMT. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And I, I, hate, I hate to rush you because we're close to the end of the episode. Go ahead. But this is a great story. Yeah. Go so ahead. was that what you were getting to? That's yeah. like DMT time? Yeah. No, finish. DMT Damn. time. Finish. No, it's okay. Go, part go, of that was like it. dramatic and you're near death, so I didn't mean to like cut it no, off. No, no, either. no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So we're we're chugging news things. That was oh, yeah. Chugging news. Slap the bag. I'm super glad you didn't die. Okay. The, no, Thanks, the, the, the thing that I'm back is <laughs> so, supposedly from this article where our brains can stay alive pondering our, our death for like eight hours. After just but sitting there, neurons firing. To to add a counterpoint to that, like back in the day, I used to be a pretty big uh, junkie, and I OD'd once, and someone brought me back, and during that whole period, I don't remember shit. Because <laughs> well, so, I believe the brain has a mechanism to cut you off from that, that too, can so also you don't happen. suffer. So yeah. you can also die and not be conscious. Yes, yeah, so don't be thinking know. your relatives have all had some dramatic situation yeah. that no one told you about. No, <laughs> we promise you from experience that you can also totally die and sleep through it. Yeah, and you won't know, any, and no one will know. Yeah, right. Which is why morphine exists, yeah, and, exactly. and why adrenaline exists too. Right, because you could be in an adrenaline state where you're very conscious of your death, but you're not feeling pain through it. Right. And when I was and after my wreck, my friends brought me back from like this subconscious, unconscious state where I was conscious. But when they brought me back, that was when all the pain kicked in. Oh, yeah. So and you like, immediately went into like shock and yeah, shit. And then, yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then what happened was my, you know, my brain was like, nope. <laughs> take it off again. Take, take it off. Yeah. Out. Bye, Good guys. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Good Thank boy. God. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. I I I tagged this story because I knew it would be uh, Waz would dig this. But uh, New York City sets a seventeen dollar dollar an hour minimum wage for Uber and Lyft drivers. Yeah, Dude. you'd know I'd dig this because I have a serious uh, qualm with uh, my buddies at Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats 
uh, insisting that it's just a platform used by independent contractors, which I respect, and maybe that helped them grow their platforms. But at this point, when you're making your main business, the main thing that you do as a business is carried out by a certain uh, person, that person has to be considered an employee. That's the yeah, law. Yeah, yeah. So an independent contractor is defined as someone who specializes in a task that's not what the business primarily does, that you bring in as a contractor to perform this business for you. But the loophole here is that there's this company isn't doing any business besides software. So the idea is that, say, TurboTax, when you purchase TurboTax and do your taxes with it, you don't become an employee of TurboTax. Yeah, you yeah. paid them for their platform. In this case, I'm giving them a percentage of the money I make with their platform to pay for them for running the platform. And they're the expensive is, now. They're really expensive, actually, TurboTax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize that because my mom does my taxes. <laughs> hey, is that relatable or just shameful? Anyway, that's, that's why. That's why I just keep track of my taxes. She's and, an accountant, though, you know, so it's not just like a baby. Hire, hire local local business. Do your taxes. Hire a little uh, tax maker. Yeah. Anyway, taxes aside. Uh, hey, by the way, if you need help with your taxes, we've got a sponsor that can help you with that. Sorry, hold on. 800-917-8546. Real tax That's number. 800-917-8546. Mention Radio Vegas. Rocks. They'll genuinely help you with your taxes. That's a real thing. Okay, so. Sweet. Uh, enough about that. More news. We've got like a few minutes. We, some of these, we're just going to uh, uh, post links to you if you need more details, if you bring this up in the comments. Um, but some stuff to look into. Yeah. yeah give anyway. me another one. Got some news? Oh, no. You just, oh, you just ended it? No, I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. This dude. All right. <laughs> what now, was... I'm like, now I'm like, I'm like stranded. I'm stranded out to sea, man. I know. I, I'm in like rush mode because of the last six minutes, but I didn't right. mean to end that one too. Let's end on this note. This is a great note to end on. No, we can't end yet. I'm trying to see if we can get like all of our news notes all in the, the last news? six minutes. Okay, well then let's right. let's dig this. All right, five so, minutes. Let's see if we can touch on all of them. Fifteen thousand scientists issue environmental warning to humanity. Global warming is going to kill fucking everyone man 15,000 scientists shout out to Ange Kerfoot for this right, news note wars, man. Not even, the big thing not even nuclear war but like you know environmental wars yeah the, wars we're just gonna break it up over water oh yeah. we've got to become that's gonna be a thing in the future I really, we've got to really become a multi-planet species it's our only hope it's the only thing that's going to reduce our uh, chances of inevitable but I, I think like Bill Nye Said something very funny about this. And Neil deGrasse, yeah, yeah. But Bill Nye was like, "You guys can't even take care of the planet you're on. Ah. Is everyone fucking high? <laughs> like you're not gonna terraform another planet? No, well, we gotta start not, now because it's gonna take us a minute. Yeah, Bill, no, people, Bill, yeah. And people Bill, said that about the Americas, right? And Bill, <laughs> and, Bill, and, Bill, and Bill Nye. Well, the Americas was like, you know, all this free space. That was plenty. Oh, yeah, no one was living on. That there was, was just no nothing one... there. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're just gonna say it that way. Yeah, I mean, Even well, though there was no, there was no people living on the whole no, continent. No. It was just free for us to just pillage and and kill all these animals that were shaped like people and just put them in reservations. And that's the story of Thanksgiving. <laughs> and that's the story of Thanksgiving. And uh, you know, I feel like well, at least if we do terraform another planet, there's at least there's not going to be like other indigenous aliens. Right. They're, they're going to mess us up. So We should be floating in the clouds of Venus and not be so attached to a, a surface, is what I'm saying. We're I surfacists. I, th I think it's entirely like an illusion that we could actually terraform a planet. 
Really? I think, I think it's just a time thing. I, I think, think it's we possible. Could inevitable. I well, the if thing we can fuck like, up this planet so much over can, enough time, if we can terraform a planet before like this planet becomes uh, so toxic, toxic that we yeah. yeah. I think I that think that's a the majority I, of people really are good. Skeptical. If you look at Southern California and how difficult it was to even oh, yeah, go outside that's right, and breathe California. the air. You're, you're the example right now. No, no, no. Okay, so hear me out on this. Okay, as a child of the 80s, there was air advisories that were in the red almost every day in Southern California. And I was not supposed to go outside with my asthma that like most of my generation had in Southern California because of the air quality. And now it's night and day different. So if Southern California can re- re- uh, with all the bureaucracy and mayhem over there can reform things enough to get their air clean like it is now, relatively sparkling compared to the 80s. Like, you would see yellow going just a block. You couldn't see right. further than a block without yellow So there was, there was, way. there has been a lot Giant of transformation. improvement. So if we can do that, we can get the Earth sparkly while mm. we're also got a planet uh, terraformed and then we've got two two bets. They at least removed lead from gasoline and that was paint. a nightmare that politically huge, to do. That was huge back there was in the so day. much big business in the way of getting lead out of gasoline that people right. don't even remember now, how difficult that but was. But now there's like an administration that is totally about deregulating and like doesn't care about any environmental shit. There so. is, but this administration yeah, is a This whole phase. California fire is a very perfect example yeah. of deregulation, to be honest. And a- yeah. as we get yeah. better administrations, we're going to have worse ones, too. It's like the flame out of old bad ideas. Yeah. There's always this last hurrah that makes us think it's hopeless before the new standard comes in. I mean, right. we can hope, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Because this, this administration is indicative of a pattern of similar administrations and, and ones that have come in, uh, like, placatingly and temporarily, you know, like, uh, good enough in between to, to right. balance things out, ideally, for a general so increase in better. Last minute, I want everyone to check this out. PETA is suggesting we change the language on some certain, like, speciest phrases uh-huh. that are offensive to animals, like, kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> Right? Instead of oh, saying man. kill two birds with one stone, say feed two birds with one scone. <laughs> I All love right. it though! Or instead of grab a bull by the horns, uh, grab a rose by the thorns. Why <laughs> anyone would want to do that, I have no idea. Yeah. I, but I've done it a couple I times. I hate the premise, accident. but I love the result. They say that, I do, yeah. They say that the reason why roses are red and they used to be white is because of the blood that has been spilled off of touching them. Oh, shit. And, like, what is PETA Good trying job, to hide? Jesus. That's what I want to know. What, <laughs> what is, is PETA, PETA trying, trying to hide? With hide this? That they, like, don't actually save a shit ton of animals like they say. It's and big totally Jesus. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, I know. They're, they kill <laughs> yeah. more animals than a lot of other organizations, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But right. uh, let, let's not talk about it. Let's, like, That's make it thing, all like, cozy. You can Google the amount of animal deaths due to PETA. is yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Hey, everybody. Wait, hold on. Oh, oh wait, hold on. I'm thinking about... Wait, this Take care of sense in a second. Come on. There you go. Not everything okay. has to be serious. Bring it in. Bring it in, everyone. Yeah. Bring it in. So yeah. this is goodbye to everybody no, on the Radio Vegas.rock stream. Radio Vegas uh, rocks. Go there, listen to those shows. Good time. Thank you for having us. Woo! Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay. But secret pleasure, just really guilty pleasure for the ra- for the video stream, real quick. I know you closed it, but were there any other news nuggets we wanted to tell people about, real quick? Oh God.
I don't even remember. We that. skimmed a few of them, huh? There's a couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. There no, was... no, pull the tablet up real quick. Let's take the, take five and let's... Oh, you had them already ready on the other tablet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's double hosting. Double so we got, host. There's it looks like two hosts here, but really it's like three when you've got like double host over there. We have the technology and the power, dude. We I got mean, it. Maybe it's the wine talking, but I think that... Our exclusive video feed viewers. This is not. This is not wine. This is uh, alcoholic plasma <laughs> that is uh, uh, available to you when you slap it by the bag. <laughs> slap it by the bag. Hash, hash, hashtag. Uh, uh, what was it? Kangaroo like Runer. Winearoo. 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 Hashtag Winearoo coming to. Your store soon. Get it at get it at REI. You know when you ever we, whenever you're an alcoholic and you want to hike. So. You're just gonna open that one back up because the Windows update situation on the yeah, other window, one. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> Windows updates, updates though. Updates. Just. Uh, Windows likes to. Uh, I, I like how uh, Windows likes to update itself whenever it wants to, but Apple makes you sign into everything that you want to use. Oh, that's another. That's funny because here I'm like on my high Apple horse about the updates, right. but Apple is so obnoxious about the sign ins, just signing yeah, in all the so time. So sign in. And I'm but like, hey, but then you got that Touch ID. You got these Apple products. You just rub your what, finger on it. What though. about what about the Benedict phone, man? It was all like it was like the government was all like, oh, a terrorist was using our Apple iPhone. Uh, we need to gain access to encrypt and uh, hack into your and into this phone without a password in order to gain you know more information about this terrorist activity, and they're all like, no, we're gonna sue you, we're gonna beat you to the end upon this lawsuit, and after they lost, the government was all like, too bad we already did it actually, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> Thanks for actually, standing up for humanity's security needs. Yeah, or whatever. and it was actually McAfee, the guy that runs McAfee that he did it actually him him or some of his lackeys because no him 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 he maybe uh, some of his lackeys it had to be his lackeys because John McAfee you know what he spends his time doing Uh, he's in South America in Brazil in Brazil sitting on a hammock sitting on a hammock sitting under a hammock on some girl's (laughs) hammock with a hammock with a hole in it. Yeah, and he hammock pays, with a hole in it. He pays yeah. the island girls to poo in this hammock oh, God. on his face. That's what McAfee does. Jesus. I hate McAfee. That's why that's why he's founded on shillery. I can't believe whenever there's like a really important internet security thing that happened because of McAfee, uh, it makes me so annoyed because that company, uh, while they are a legit internet security company of sorts, and I, I, there's actual professionals working there. It's founded on bullshit, and I hate them. And they sell fucking spyware that your computer comes with. <laughs> it's garbage bloatware that you have it, to uninstall. Like you just that interrupts said, the built-in security that Windows you, puts on there that's actually better. You just better. said my most frustrating situation when it comes to buying a new phone. Bloatware. Yeah. But sometimes that bloatware is very convenient. Just get an old used Apple phone. <laughs> but if you get an old used Apple phone, you get old used. Mine's bloatware. like seven years old. It's you get so old used still. bloatware. There you you go. Use, pick a seven-year-old Android phone. And everyone would make fun of you. If like a seven-year-old Actually, Apple you know, phone, it's, really it's like fun. no big deal. You know, I'll tell you this. I bought I bought this new uh, the the Moto Z or whatever the first one that came out. And uh, the Otter Box that is actually based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, they cover everything except for the ginormous camera that is extruded out of the freaking phone. And one time I was on production, 
I happen to drop it, and usually Autobox oh. will, will cover everything. Yeah, except, Autobox is a great company. Uh, there happened to be a rock on the ground right where, where the, the freaking lens was. <laughs> shitty. And so it's all good. But hashtag insurance for your phone. Hashtag yeah, Otterbox for yeah. Collins. Insurance yeah. for everything. I just right. cover everything in protectors because I bought a used phone to begin with. <laughs> Scan insurance. That's actually very oh. economically I literally replaced the camera. That phone that the Facebook feed is watching us on, right. the camera in it has been replaced. I took the whole phone apart and put a new camera in it because it has the mechanical stabilization where uh. the camera actually physically moves in there. Right. And it would start twitching like an eye oh, twitch. <laughs> because it's optical. It's yeah, it's Dang. mechanical Instead of digital. In there. Yeah. With moving parts, this just With shows moving fuck parts. moving parts. Yeah, I feel like that's why the reason why my phone can't focus right now, because ever since I broke the lens, you know, when I first bought it, I was like, I don't want that digital zoom. I want that mechanical an- an- zoom. analog analog yeah. optical. <laughs> I zoom. want a moving part to do I that. I want moving parts uh, to do that. Right. But we live in a day where eight K video TVs are a thing now. Yeah. Okay, fuck that, Japan. though. Right. Thanks. Thank you, Japan, but fuck that. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Japan, but we don't need you. Hand me that bag. Oh, he doesn't want... Oh, radio host doesn't want to give a pound? How do you guys rate yourselves on the introvert or introvert spectrum? Oh, that's a good question. I've been diagnosed seriously by two like collegiate professionals like professional professional in like actual counseling that like i have an issue with a conflict between the two like i've taken tests where you put things on a wheel and you're like you're on this wheel and i had these because that's how that's how things um, are when you're diagnosed just spin the wheels yeah yeah. so i spun the wheel and like no for reals i was on two sides of this wheel really hard like not like somewhere in the middle aiming towards one i just had like aggressively on two edges so that's been like a legit issue that that's like it's hard for me to find things I like You're in life. An anomaly. Because to be yeah, honest. I yeah. I flip flop between wanting to be really introverted and really aggr- extra. I guess it's just manic depression. Basically, just describing manic like depression. It, yeah, yeah. But hey, yeah, like hey, manic that- depression. You are the most creative person on the fucking planet. To be honest, with it you. helps. It helps. <laughs> and to be honest, anyone that's dealing with manic depression, it's like God bless you because you actually have this spurt of window where. You are in such a low that your creativeness is such such a high and don't care about it. And it's almost like a Robin William situation. Well, you're definitely inclined to self-sabotage. <laughs> you're like, self-sabotage. One of me wants well, to manically attack this pursuit while the other one wants to be depressed about it once it's complete. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, what's great about that is that there's this balance that's conflicting within yeah. you that creates the conjuring of creativity. It's basically Sometimes. it's the only solution. That's is very you, true. For some you people. have to yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. You have to make, let it flow in a certain way. At least the flavor I'm familiar with with me and my cohorts is you have to pursue the creativity or you get mentally sick yeah. if you're not aggressively creative if, well, like, it's, it seems <laughs> hashtag that, hashtag slap that bag and suck on that tit <laughs> right Back well it tit. seems that like western culture is more biased toward extroverts for so sure people who have a more we reward them tremendously and yeah, introverts yeah, yeah, yeah. are almost like shamed and untrusted so people who have an introverted personality are less likely to feel like they fit into or feel valuable at all. Yeah. Right. Uh, that culture. They're more narcissistic prone. 
they feel like they're forced into Maybe, an internet culture know. that's all well, about um, like okay, so we have this uh, celebrity culture and the internet where Facebook, Instagram, it's all about self celebrity and playing like a celebrity game. I know because I consciously embrace that as a sport and try to be uh, not emotionally too affected by it because of that perception of it. But yeah. that's really difficult for an introvert that feels like, okay, for me to be good at my like water heater company or whatever introverted pursuit I have that's valuable, like I'm an HVAC technician or something like the or I might be a beautiful painter. I might be someone that's like this amazing artistic person that happens to be an introvert and I feel like I'm getting stepped all over by these painters that are like rock stars posting all this extroverted stuff all the time when I just want to focus yeah. on my art. And get trampled or like, on. Or because, like, I consider myself to be pretty introverted. Like, I, I, I don't really think about, and it's hard to explain. I don't really, like, consider what my friends are up to. Like, mm. I could not talk to my friends for, like, nine months. But I would still consider them my friends. But uh, I just, I don't know. It yeah. feels weird. Well, I think though. doing something like this that seems like an extrovert task, this talk show, would also attract someone that's just a creator that just wants to output uh, right. new creations that are just... You, uh, can, be, you can be introvert and still, yeah. and still be a creator. Because I would yeah, consider yeah, yeah. you, you know an I mean? introvert yeah. that's just forced to do extroverted things by certain creative tasks you want to do. Exactly. Like, if yeah. it weren't for you, like I would not... You wouldn't would have not, a talk show. Yeah, I, I wouldn't <laughs> be like, show. oh, I want to do but this. However, however, you're a very valuable voice yeah. on this talk show. Thanks, yeah. You're great right. at it, and it was an right. avenue that's a, an efficient way of creation. Yeah. So it's overall, here's what I've learned about introverts versus extroverts. Is that extrovert, uh, they feel a value in spending their energy on that. Introverts don't. Or energy yeah, with yeah, other yeah, people. So exactly exchanging energy so with it's others. Like, so so uh, when an introvert finds a medium to where they don't have to spend that kind of extra energy, such as a talk show, it is efficient with where, energy. Where, but also, yeah. we can really call our own time on what energy we put into right. it throughout yeah, the week. Yeah, 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 right. We have like a living documents pretty much on our time that we add no right. show notes throughout the week. Right, yeah. and so and so, but introverts, what they what they like to do is, from what I've experienced, is they will they will uh, you know they will find this uh, solitude for a certain amount of time to save up their energy to be extroverted. Yeah, and yeah, when, yeah that, that's and, a pretty good description. Yeah. And then when they and then when they and then when they do have the energy to be to extrovert, they are the most intelligent person in the room. That's how <laughs> I that's how I see it. Yeah. yeah. I know I, I definitely have to save up that energy. Yeah. yeah. I, I have like, an extroverted streak, but man, I can't keep doing it. Well, right. That, yeah, and this article really like points it out that there's like a really uh, societal bias towards like extroversion. Yeah, like extroverts really uh, may uh, have an easier time in society generally. Um, They're just sporadic across the board. Well, yeah, the, those right. social and, skills are then, dramatically that, rewarded right. in Western yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is dramatically, uh, you know, rewarded, but also it can it can direct you wrongly. Yeah, yeah and that's the that's, and that's the conservative part about it is that if you are an extrovert, you have to make sure that you're conservative about where you export your energy to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would a offer a ray so, of hope in this, though, too. Culturally, I've noticed yeah. for sure for our generation, especially there's this rubber band snapback of celebrating nerds. Have uh, you noticed that nerddom and geekdom, even if it's about 
uh, pop culture and nothing scientific or even valuable to humanity in an obvious way. Even if it's the most worthless types of nerd culture are hella celebrated now, even if it's by those own communities. And then people that are otherwise neutral on this see, hey, there's this community of nerds celebrating each other. Right. That's neat. That's good for them. Totally. Since there's a group of them, I respect it. Which, which also points out that like maybe society isn't really extrovert. Like there, there's not like a bias toward extroverts. They're just like the loudest people in the room, uh-huh. and then they get the most attention. Yeah. And then now there's it's just like, squeaky wheel. And now there's a medium where like anyone can say anything, and like introverts are all like, "Hey, all this stuff we'd like to do, but we'd like to do specific things mm-hmm. that we really enjoy." We can all like, you know, just for, focus on that. It democratizes like right. media and communication and community yeah, for yeah, people yeah. that aren't necessarily community builders yeah, by yeah. nature, which is neat. Yeah, it's something that I found myself as someone who has to sometimes be in the office with like 12 other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to, as in what I would consider myself to be an extrovert, I have actually learned to be an introvert based off of. You know, I have to make sure I ground myself to pay attention and listen. Uh-huh. And based That's off of and, and, yeah. and based off of that, people, you know, because I've trained myself to be that way, coming from being an extrovert, I've trained myself to be an introvert because I felt I believe truly that receiving uh, more information from other people will allow me to express myself better. Yeah, hell because yeah. there's a lot of times where where I may say the wrong thing too soon. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. remind yourself of that that's, though. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's I a struggle totally I have that. myself for sure. Yeah, and yeah. so there's so many times where like uh, I appreciate the bosses that I work with because they know that I'm such an extrovert. Uh, and they know where I'm at and I'm like this so sporadic enthusiastic. Over enthusiastic uh. and then but here's the thing, though. It's like this mentality. It's like this perspective and meditation that I go through every morning before I go into the court system, which is where I sometimes work. When I put that suit on, I tell myself, I have to be an introvert today. I have to listen. I didn't do that. So, and then, and then however, on, on, on the other end of the spectrum, when I go into a production live performance forward slash you know live media director that i am because i have like seven jobs right yeah it, it is that is like i have to speak out no matter what and then it's like if there's something anything that's wrong i have to say something <laughs> and and it, it conflicts with the law office that i work in when i'm doing a deposition oh yeah I have to I keep quiet. I have to yeah. have to keep quiet no matter what. I bite my tongue so hard, and right. then I've been biting my tongue so hard in that. And then the next day, I have to go into a a studio where you know the White Stripes or Britney Spears or or, or you know uh, some famous celebrity is doing something, and I have to I have to speak up. And I'm saying, hey, this key light's not working. I have to go up there and fix it right now, or. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's like there's a lot of times where, you know, there are so many prestigious people in the room. I've actually been criticized for trying to fix something in the studio. Yeah, because which, that's because crazy I was too, because right? I was speaking out. That seems so crazy get, too. So because you you get you get criticized either way. You get criticized yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking out in a formal right. business situation as a lawyer, 
and get criticized by speaking out <sighs> formally in the studio. It's one of those grays. So you like start so learning gray. life's never absolutes. It's always these. I call grays, it the yeah. official Fifty Shades of Gray of production. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You know, either, and so either way, you're going to get called out for something. But then That's in, such a in zen the end, thing, though. there's always balance. It's a very zen thing. So either yeah. way, either way. Uh, if you have a good explanation, you can throw whoever's calling you out under the bus. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's how it should be. Like if some, if some like I, I feel like uh, our culture is really just oversaturated with managers. Like no one needs micro managers. Yeah, micro managers. Yeah, and specifically, like the humans don't need that much management. We don't. <laughs> and then, like, and like in in Europe, like space, in know? Europe, in Europe, it's like it's like we have the cordial correspondence to uh, be respectful and manage for our own. However, in America, it's all like I'm capitalistic. You're fucking up with my. It's the Wild West forever. Yeah. Wild West yeah. forever. Always. You're making Until it crumbles. It's like it's so yeah. it's so many different times where it was all like it was like, hey man, I hired you. You're making me look bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So totally. and that's actually what I got into. And so I had to go from I had to go from doing me to respecting uh, the people who hired me specifically. Yeah. And they come first, and I had to submit myself to those people. Yeah. And so I feel very much um, delegated to uh, speak out to the female community when it comes to the production world, because so many times they're subdued because a man hired them. And so that's that's another thing. And yeah, so yeah. there are so many women that I've met coming out of California, Venice Beach, Burbank, Malibu, that are coming to Las Vegas because we're a bit more respectful towards, we don't care who you are as long as you get the job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I like about it. And there's like, you know, it's so like many things in culture. To deal with that, yeah. yeah, it's a shame that you have to deal with that. And then in the industry, you know, you have to you have to respect the fact that you know, you have to bite your tongue a lot. And there's so many new girls that are being born into this world. For example, you know, I know a young 21-year-old who's, like, getting pregnant professionally. And she has, like, this, she has, like, this, I'm up here. You can't treat me like this. And if you treat me like this, I'm out. And it's like, well, I'm Which sorry. Which is an overreaction, overreaction to, like, a pressure that's present. Yeah. Exactly. But you can't so you come have off to, that way. And, and I'm sorry yeah. because as a man, I've already dealt with that. Mm. It's not just you as a female. It's like, uh, I've been that place where I, like, right. really. Right. And, and as a man, I've been, I've been treated like shit. It's not just you. But there's a certain percentage that you've got to be used to put up with as right. you prove yourself. And right. it's not your gender that's but causing then, it. But then also, But then also there are these mental disabilities and disorders that conflict with those situations. They're often present in the people hiring you to work as a production person. Correct. And we it's never reacted. If you've worked in production on any extent with any kind of video or audio production, anything that qualifies a production, you rarely work for someone smarter than you. <laughs> rarely. And so there's so many times. So for, for, But people for, have visions and you gotta respect that vision right, because you're right. the technical person making that right. vision happen. Actually, you know, it's because like if I had the vision, I'd be them. So it's the thing. Right. It's respecting and, that. And, and speaking of visions, there's so many times where I was working professionally within like this episode, this one show, <laughs> this one day show that we're shooting, it's a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget. Damn. We're not talking about oh, I've got I've got maybe two grand in my pocket. That's yeah, like yeah. movies done with that budget. Yeah. Right. No, movies. <laughs> it's, it's more than just movies. When it's an actual televised series for like 
uh, Discovery, History, Travel Channel, like Food, Food Network or uh, HBO, what have uh-huh. you. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know when it comes to that kind of expectation, um, there are so many different ways that you know someone can pull that uh, authority card upon you. And if you're not used to it, no matter who you are, you're going to get fired. And you're not going to be referenced right ever again. And Damn. so, yeah. And so, and so in order to... That's more important than standing up for I mean, some, uh, and some actually, blacklist. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. Perceived slight yes, against yes, you based exactly. on your gender so or your someone, race or, exactly. or your age happens to. Who doesn't care? 